Okay, it goes. Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio show? It program? sure is. Live in the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's in the garage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R I A M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. The What's your favorite with? radio station? I from the garage. Look at the cycle logs into this shit. <laughs> Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. Never. Uh, full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? Hey, John Hey. Alright, I'm sick of the cursing. I'm sick of the, uh, you know, I'm sick of the profanity, quite frankly. That's true. Oh, that. oh man, that's that's hot. That's hot. Hot mic. Let's take that back off. We're coming in hot tonight. Live hot. Uh, I can barely see the road from all the heat coming on. <laughs> Let's see. I have everything labeled. I believe Pete should be on the microphone. I'm here with Patrick and Pete. Oh, Damn it. I fucked Smooth. up. Try it again. One more time. Try it again. One more time. Here we go. Oh, You're oh. on the guest mic. Why aren't you on uh, the other mic? I got room. It's, well, the, you, it's like the urinal code. You can't yeah. just keep switching mics. I've already labeled the mixer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to require more marking tape oh, and sharpie. Man. I have it all neat and stuff. Welcome back to Live from the Barrage here on Radio Nope. Thank you very much to Tree Voight. With, with special guest Pete. <laughs> special guest Pete. So, Pete. Bring uh, it in the fucking list. What do you think of a paradiddle? Oh, man. Uh, Tree Voigt, so thank you, Tree Voigt, and his uh, a special episode of Jailbreak, which is also preempted by uh, preemptive strike. strike, and uh, who knows? I, you know, it's some days it's jailbreak, some days it's preemptive strike, some days everyone quits the radio, uh, the Radio Nope show, and they decide, <laughs> like Stephen Soley, they're not going to do it anymore, like or, or like Brad, and they just disappear. <laughs> like from me, hang up like the pad. Yeah, it goes away for a month. <laughs> yeah, but basically, every every show on Radio life, Nope right? has eventually called an Uber. And I got a life, you know. Hightailed it the fuck out of you. I got a life, you know. Ooh, 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 ooh. To do. I got a heaviness. <laughs> oh, can't shake it. The heaviness. <laughs> if I had the right trio, I can make it, you know. <laughs> Snaps My bassman styles bitchly. <laughs> <laughs> That's Buzz. He's on drums, among other things. <sighs> so we're back live from the broad here on Radio Nope. I'm here at Patrick uh, Walsh. Hi. Uh, traveling Pete. Hey, man. And uh, we expect uh, many more, many more friends rolling in, stopping by. Of course, at not at the nine p.m. hour, we get to interview the uh, wonderful Stan. Stan, I'm drunk already. I'm, nice. fucking, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I Stan can't Fischler? do. I can't deal with life. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't drink the last two days, and like I, I just, I think it's hats off to Larry. I, I don't know what's wrong. With I me. went five days, and it was like pulling teeth. <sighs> yeah, I, I went know. twenty something, and you know, none of it was like. 
Anyway. Stan Demitsky. It's <laughs> another show. Exactly. Stan will be coming in. Stan's a drummer of the Feelies. He's the well, he's the drummer. He's played drums in Luna and the Feelies, among many other projects. Stan's a New Jersey guy, so he seems like a cool dude. We'll have fun with him at 9 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> We're going to save that for the bonus podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Please subscribe. You'll get it. I'm falling apart. Yeah. 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 Hit us up on Patreon. You get, <laughs> get the maudlin podcast. Dark. You know, yeah. for like months, I'm supposed to set up this Patreon thing, and I just don't have the heart to, like, do it. Like, not that I think it's bad or anything anymore. Or that's fine. If you, you know, if you want to throw five bucks to the show every month, then that's your prerogative. You don't have to. Cover my gas, at least. At least, you know, let's get, like, you know, I had to buy, like, a $100 charger. I don't want to start whining, but I, like, but I just don't. Like, I, had to, I had to remortgage just to get here. Yeah. By the way. The good news, though, all these shows are up, and we're yeah. up to date. That's right. Correct. Round of applause. Yeah, let's hear it. And I know I've been lagging behind. By the way, uh, these shows are... Uh, there's a lot of them, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's five of them that weren't up there. And, <laughs> we're, like, we're like the surprise in your podcast feed. <laughs> oh, like, all of a sudden, like, like, holy yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Four I, shows. I, 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 in my mind, like when I'm putting them all up, I hope someone's like driving to Ohio. And like they all <laughs> Long come haul. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all come up at the yeah. same time. They go in there, right? Long haul truckers. Exactly. And then they pull off at a rest stop and unsubscribe. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> waste station. Delete, delete. <laughs> Sorry, oh, boy. God. You got too many podcasts on your uh, another, another 38 miles before I can legally shut these assholes up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. The only people who listen to this uh, Cameras podcast. all over these interstates. to <laughs> get out of Virginia. They're required by law to stay, to stay awake. Uh, here are the shows that are up. Uh, Two twenty one. The Mel- we had the Meltasia boys in the studio. The founders of Meltasia is Andy Animal <laughs> and uh, Baby Sean, a uh, guy from the Grand Victory who ran that, that thing. That so fun. then we had two weeks off. I went on a cruise with Mario, which was not a vacation at all. And then uh, I don't know what I did the other week. Then we came back and we had Nick Vivid a two- show two. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Show no. no. Then we did the Meltasia. We show. came right back and we did it live from the Meltasia festival. We had the guy from Pete and Pete on, Danny from Pete and Pete. Who else did we have on? We had uh, uh, Plastic Pinks. We had the chick who runs the place. The big, the Some big, girl named Rachel. We had the big maca wow. on. Yeah. What's his name? The head muckety muck. Oh, we had Stuart Shapiro, yeah, Shapiro. from Night Flight. Yeah. He was on for the whole... He wouldn't leave. It was great. Like, he just sat there through every guest. He wants to hang out. And I had a really long talk with that guy. <laughs> and uh, he's into the show, man. Cool. Stuart Shapiro. Go Stuart, check out yeah. Night Flight. They've got the rights to Gumby now, I believe. Ooh. <laughs> I'm waiting to see. So if you Gumby. like Gumby, go to nightflight.com. If you like weed. So then we had. <laughs> watching things ironically. Gumby, damn it. Then we had um, Nick Vivid and, and Paul Graziano fresh off his uh, primary loss to Paul Malone. <laughs> <laughs> like the day after, right? Or, the week? Know, yeah, that week, yeah. Tuesday days, is yeah. election day. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I'm pretty good at math, so I know Friday Tuesday, comes after Tuesday. Wednesday, yeah. Then we had uh, Chips Enough. From Enough's Enough, if you could believe that. Which is an amazing show. The guy just talked the entire time. When Paul came in, you should have played that victory song that I don't know the name of that they always play. It's a patriotic song, yeah, but with your your thumb on the turntable. (laughs) Hail to the chief. (laughs) With great honor, we present. Oh, wait, hold on. Here he is, the famous Paul Graziano, fresh off his losing bid. I didn't win, guys. Speaking of uh, candidates, I ran into that Michael Grimm guy from Staten Island today. <laughs> I took a selfie with that chooch, put it right on the church page. 
That guy. Here's no a guy. Idea. He threatens to throw a guy off a balcony, right? Now here's a guy. He threatens to get, throw a guy off a balcony. Then he goes to federal prison for seven months for like uh, taxes or something. Right? Uh, it Money was some. No, he like co-owned a restaurant, oh, and God. he didn't like pay anyone. Running a gym. Running a gym. <laughs> and he, then he like you know. Uh, I don't know what I, allegedly. Yeah, he got caught doing something. Listen, and, I skimmed know. the article, so yeah, he I skimmed heard, something. Yeah, I heard he hung a freshman out the window by his legs. <laughs> by his legs. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna suck down his Bud Light, Nerdslinger. <laughs> he was picking he's on got, pledges. He's got like these <laughs> steely gray blue eyes, and he's like, "Listen, you motherfucker, I'm gonna throw you off this bridge or whatever." I'll break you. The guy's like, oh, I'm just, you know, yeah, but whatever. So the guy's from Staten Island. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just disagree with your politics. He, while he's under indictment, he wins. He serves for like, I don't know, a couple days or something. Then he has to go to jail. Now he's running again, running again. <laughs> and like, he's taking a selfie with Steve Bannon, like, oh, it's on now. And like, uh, they asked Steve Bannon, like, are you endorsing him? He's like, no comment. <laughs> Gosh, like, it, 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 it's like the guy. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying it's all Republicans. Who's that guy? Hiram Montserrat or whatever oh, his God. name. He's a he's a Democrat guy, a Jewish guy, who hit his girlfriend in the head with a bottle. God damn. And he also went to jail for like uh, misappropriating some kind of funds. Allegedly, I believe. I'm not too uh, up on it. I, be, I think he might have been taking campaign funds and whatever. That old gag. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I'm just saying maybe. I forget what it is. Do you think it was Marion Barry who inspired this whole bounce back routine? <laughs> this <laughs> fucking jerk off runs again. He gets like 40% of the voters. Like, you know, the same thing with Wiener. They all like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Just do it again. <laughs> uh, uh, do people not pay attention? I disagree with his Bart killing policy, but I agree <laughs> with his Selma killing oh, policy. Sideshow Bob let a <laughs> dangerous criminal like Sideshow Bob. And... Re revolving door prison. I love Even it. let a two-time convicted murderer sideshow Bob. <laughs> Pay for it by sideshow Bob from here. That's the uh, the best um, fucking, what's his name? Um, the bass player for Spinal Tap. What's his name? Is there Harry uh, Shearer? Sure. Harry Shearer was, ew. He's, ew. Sideshow Bob. I love that. <laughs> so we had chips enough. He was and, saying uh, trim a lot too. Right? He said uh, every time uh, he trim talked and about ice cream scoops, <laughs> ice cream scoops. Every time he talked about a woman, he would refer to them as trim, which Jesus was uncomfortable. Christ. But uh, there was just no stopping him. <laughs> it wasn't like you could stop and correct thirty years of terrible behavior. Mister right? Enough, can you it's a different it time. Yeah. Excuse me, Mister is enough. Mister is uh, enough. <laughs> it's also uh, just enough as a warrior. <laughs> you know, there's nothing you could do. He's just off to the races, that guy. So chips enough. That was a good interview. He was all right. And then after that, we had uh, episode 225 at Ross the Boss. And Billy. Billy Amendola. That's cool. Modern Drama Magazine, of course, Dean Rispler joining us and Sam Shelton for that episode. Now roll up the date and go at yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. This take away too much of my time. He was doing coke off the turntable. Who? Amendola. Remember he was saying he was like in Studio 54 oh. and like they would just put the line on the 12 inch. I thought you talking about somebody here. I'm like, hey, Ross the Boss? <laughs> I'm like, wait, there was no turntable near him. Graziano's chopping him up. I brought my own turntable, bro. <laughs> you got a needle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only, I only do it when I got a turntable. <laughs> it's direct drive, yeah, man. It's part of my addiction. <laughs> like, you know, that guy... Uh, you know, he's like, oh, I went to know. rehab. They wheeled out an AV card. I got so nervous. <laughs> like, I like when people come in and they're like, 
apologize for liking Trump or something like that. You know, in the grand scheme of it, do I really give a shit? Own it. What you do in your life. Do whatever you want. Crap. What am I going to do? Sit here while I have you as a guest in my home and give you a bunch of shit? Mm. Give a fuck. Mm. Do what you want. At least Sideshow Bob built a Matlock Express. I'll just quietly think you're a maniac. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ross the Boss was awesome. He was nice cool guy. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah. No one else was a nice guy. Mike Michael Grimm. I'm going to vote for that guy, too. If I vote, move to Staten Island now. Make, a, make America Grimm again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Those steely eyes. <laughs> that guy was a Marine and an FBI guy. Oh. Like, how do, you, how do you end up like going to federal prison? Stupid. Probably has an FBI pension. He's got some crap coming from the Marines. Like, is it nothing good enough for you? Don't you mm-hmm. lose your pension if you go in the, in the jerk? If you're convicted, maybe you're not getting that uh, sweet plan. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Interesting. But hmm. I didn't know he was a Fed. Yeah, I didn't know that either. He's a junior G man, apparently. Like big pussy. What kind of a tease is that? Showing the Barclays Center and then going back to <laughs> basketball. Pat's what the fuck looking, is wrong with this channel? Pat's been looking for the Islander game on the TV. We can't find it. It's like blacked out. They're just like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're showing the fucking uh, college women's volleyball. <laughs> it's, on the, it's on the radio too, isn't it? It's like, only yeah, exactly. I'm gonna grab my transistor. It's the Seton Hall station. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so we're watching the Clippers, Knicks, and the Clippers. No, it's the Wizards. It's DC. It's the Clippers, DC. No, it's not it's DC. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Preseason. Well, Wizards. Edgy. Man, that's a horrible DC logo in the middle of that. Edge of your seat, man. Thank you, everyone. Back live from the brudge. Thanks for joining us here on Radio No. <laughs> Keep the show moving yeah, right don't, along. Don't, don't along. forget to stay tuned for the to the tuna guy. And uh, Brian, <laughs> the Brian Music Golf guy. <laughs> Those guys. The tuna man. Shit. Those guys coming up afterwards. <laughs> fucking quit. Bringing it home. <laughs> yeah, so. mm-hmm. Tom Waits died. That's Yeah, that was a shame. Did he? No. <laughs> you think you got to die pickled. with your money and your puking. <laughs> he picked his own music for the funeral, which was weird. I was, I'm never going to let Ryan play any music again. Last week I was, uh, well, yesterday I was, last week, last night I was uh, editing the podcast. And once mm. in a while, I'm glad once in a while I dip in to see what's going on because here's Ryan. He's like, can I play a song? And he plays a, the piano has been drinking. <laughs> And it's like phony journeyman, <laughs> like Tom Waits. Yeah, beans. Jesus Christ! Aspiring hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man's hobo. <laughs> One day I'll reach the top and be a true hobo. For now, I just ride mm-hmm. the rails, mm-hmm. hoping for a, my big break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rides the rails between Malibu and L.A. <laughs> PCH. Uh, I got to take a break. My head hurts. What are you guys up to? <laughs> How you been? been good. Doing yeah. okay. Everything all right? Mm-hmm. Been watching that Nam fucking documentary. Oh man, on PBS. It's heavy, man. That shit is fucking great. It is. I can't believe there's all this footage of Nam I've never seen because whenever that shit comes on, I'm like into. Do do do. Do do do. It's like the water. Oh, the seas. Can you step back from the mic a little bit? To show, to show. show. 
<laughs> Tell it to me. This is the one guy from the Bronx in the band. Who's your daddy? <laughs> it's like, is that like a law if you're making a Vietnam documentary? That song has to be licensed. <laughs> That's right. You do that first before it's speaking to any of the veterans. Yeah. <laughs> that song probably wasn't even that big of a hit back in his day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big, uh, you know, it was a hard to hear with all the gunfire going on. That's a, that's a, we had 50,000 guys over there trying to listen to music. A month. A month. Oh, you're bringing 60,000 dudes a month. That's insane. Crazy. For what? You notice France tapped out of that shit right quick. They were like, later. <laughs> Good luck. It's yeah. 1950s. Drop us a line. I mean, it's crazy. It, the, the color it's in and all that stuff. Oh, the footage. It's is just amazing. real. Yeah. It makes it real. And the dude from, yeah, well. Is that Ken Burns? Yep. Yeah, that mop top fucker. Usually he puts me to sleep, but you know how can a guy make such good visual movies and have such a terrible haircut? <laughs> that's, like, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's awful. Like, doesn't he have? A, do, he, he is he doing it? It's like maybe it's like on purpose. Like I'm such a great artist. I'm an auteur. I've reached the pinnacle. I have to do something to make myself look like a the dope. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort okay, of mo. Give myself some sort of credibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> People won't take me seriously if I'm handsome. Got a haircut, you numbskull. <laughs> hey, watch it, you. I cut it myself. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the bowl over his head and yeah. just goes to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, use the bowl, you nitwit. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The coriander. What's wrong with your hair? <laughs> Can't do Larry. <coughs> hey, <laughs> you call that a haircut? You hard on? It's not even good. It's Billy, what? we need Billy West in here. Don't eat, the, don't eat the brown acid. <laughs> Figured it out now. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. What we got? What's happening? I can't get anything to work. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, make sure hey, we cut. Man! Make sure we don't. <laughs> so where are you from? Get some Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm in the Bronx. <laughs> I hope this is covered under our ASCAP license, or else Saul's aunt is gonna kick this door in. <laughs> I was in the shit in ASCAP, man. I was at the Nam Festival. <laughs> this song is property of Fantasy Rackets, sir. <laughs> Eight bars only. This is how the Ken Burns documentary opens up on PBS. By the way. Three nitwits. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's hard. Where are you from? The only good. Be a We don't want to say bad things. Like yeah, exactly. Because you know, back then it was a different time, and you used to call them bad words. That's mm. how they were. That's <laughs> how they removed the humanity. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was when they used to call women trim. <laughs> Couple ice cream scoops. <laughs> Not rice patty. It is fantastic, though. Mm. You should watch it if you get the chance. I, uh, how many episodes are there? Exactly. I've only, I've I think you get the 10. chance. There's oh, like ten. I think yeah, I, I, set aside a week. I did, you know, you, that's what it is. That's all I've been doing all week. I've been, I've been watching it and walking around telling people I've been in the shit <laughs> because I feel like I've been there. It's just the one train. Trish has done the show and said she never really watched The Simpsons, like only like in passing. She's yeah. like, she's like, what should I watch? I was like, it's not really that much. I was like, you really only have to watch the first ten seasons. 
That's only like 600 yeah, episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get through that in a week. Yeah. Just burn right through it. It's worth it. I think there's like 10 episodes. It's 10 episodes a season? Oh, 10 oh, episodes of Vietnam? Of Kenny B, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I'm like five in, and five is dark, dude. Five, it's like Ted Offensive shit. It's fucking crazy. Oh, well, the Ted Offensive, let me get this straight, Pete. Let me see if I get this right. It's like Christmas time, right? So they call it truth. So you think. So you think. Yeah. And uh, the, I, did, I didn't realize that the Viet Cong and the, and the North Vietnamese were like two separate fighting forces. Yeah, I didn't realize that which, either. Uh, when I'm watching the thing, I, I'm sitting there on Wikipedia and reading about it to know <laughs> what's going on. Charles and Charlie. Time. Yeah, yeah, and they like they were never really sanctioned the the Viet Cong, but they were you know eventually became I guess the they were main in, yeah, was, and they're in the villages. You know, they were the people. They're in, they're ingrained in the people. You never know who's going to jump out of a sewer and pop a calf in your knee or something. There are these women fighting. It's amazing, amazing. They knew the land. <laughs> Seeing the rain. Do you like go to Wikipedia like to reference anything if something comes up? Yes. And you're like, I want to yeah, understand this more. But then you go down a Wiki- Wikipedia K hole. Next thing is three o'clock in your morning, and you're like, Why do I care where Scott Bayo was born? <laughs> I do that. At- Ooh, White Plains. Huh, I didn't see that. Hmm. I do that at work. Tuxedo, New York, eh? Oh, what do you know? Oh, oh right. doing my life. Rockland County, man, eh? <laughs> Putnam's own. It's like some completely uninteresting yeah. facts that you're like, think yeah. you're going to be interested in. Yeah, let's see if Scott Bale has any jealous yeah. siblings. Who is the, <laughs> the mayor of Peekskill? <laughs> Chris Woody McDermott, I believe. When did they change the name to Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> <laughs> it's topical. How bad is Scarface? That's what I Wikipedia last night. It's pretty bad. What, the movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so? I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm burned I, out on it. You know. I, when I think back Teenage, on it, I like, think oh, it's, it's really bad. And then I watched it last night. I'm like, it's still bad, but it's not as bad maybe as I thought it was. It's funny. Like, I, had yeah. a, uh, I had a tenant, and, I, and, he, it's, and it's they often moved fun. out, yeah. and they left behind a Scarface poster. <laughs> yeah, I saw that <laughs> shit. And another poster or whatever. Superfly. And so, yeah. and so uh, when they were leaving, they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, like uh, you can keep it if you want it. I'm like, sure. So I'm putting it out in the garbage. Keep it. Fuck you. It was gone in like lightning time oh yeah it was like i mean you think i would have put out like a fucking louis the 14th chair it was like a siren song You're like yo bro you see what i'm seeing right now <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a scar face bro all right don't say let's be quiet as quiet as possible it's garbage take it <laughs> Conyo, take it. <laughs> Conyo, take it now i i watched scarface uh, with the volume almost all the way off because my wife was sleeping in the bed next to me and, uh, <laughs> jealous, yeah, jealous. <laughs> I want Morgan Fatcher. So, uh, and I, I had the. Now I have this new thing where I just hit the freaking closed captions. Oh, God, man! And I don't like to do that, but when it's late at night and I can't sleep and I'm watching Scarface, I'm like, this is And I realize, like, they say Konyo like in every line of the movie. Like someone wrote that down. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very that much. You know who else is in that movie, Pete? The guy from, uh, just two guys from Breaking Bad. So his brother or whatever. And the guy, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And the freaking guy who rings the bell. Yeah, dude. He's yes. in that shit, too. Yes, metros. Yes, metros. Yeah. <laughs> no kids, man. Yeah, yeah, he's in that shit. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It holds up. You can watch it if there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. It's the Palma. Hey, Paul. You ever heard of this movie, Heat, Paul? <laughs> I saw Heat in the theater like a month ago. Oh, it's Michael Mann, sorry. 
Yeah. Heat was good. I love it. Heat's funny, man. You know what? I may actually have to go to the movie theater to see something. Mm. Blade Runner? No. Fuck that. I don't the Irishman? I don't think we're still going to be driving on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a shot for I'm like, are we still going to be on wheels at that stage? Uh, no, the Gilbert Gottfried documentary. Putsuga's The Rock and Dog is on the chat box, by the way. <laughs> I, I never saw Blade Runner, the original one. Is it any good? And I just read an article about two people who never saw it. I never did like, either. Yeah, Full yeah, disclosure. I, I remember Joe, my, uh, a guy down the block from me, Joe McCann, uh, my friend, had a copy of it on VHS, like on top of the VCR for years, and we just never popped it in. I don't know why. I was just there to impress people. Yeah. <laughs> Finny, Finny cinephiles swung through. I was like, dude, did you see Blade Runner? I'm like, no. He's like, me neither. You passed the test. <laughs> I got on, my friend now. I got but yeah, I do, I do. I think I may actually have to go to the theater Let's to see, see the Gilbert movie. Oh, man. Mm. It looks so good. Mm. It looks so good. I just want to see how many hotel shampoos he has. Dude, he has that like bucket full of them. <laughs> it's in the trailer. The whole premise of the Gilbert documentary, I guess, is that Gilbert is really this gentle soul, and he's this normal guy who speaks normally. And when I met him, he was as soft-spoken and as nice as you could possibly. Like, I just met him for two minutes, and we took a picture, and he was, he couldn't, I was asking him about the podcast. He couldn't have been nicer and less, he, like, he was very quiet. He was very quiet. Very, 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 very quiet. Very quiet. The birds. He was this unassuming and shy man. And I guess that's what the movie kind of like is. That's like, weird seeing him with like wife and kids too. You know, dude, whatever, man. I want that, that guy. You... you don't think of Gilbert as a family man? <laughs> when he's screaming the c word, yeah, a bunch of, yeah. Ah, a bunch of, yeah. bunch of children yeah. at a Belinda Carlisle concert. <laughs> he's doing a racist he's doing Kingfisher, Kingfish yeah. black accent from the 1930s or Andrew Dice Clay or something like that. Yeah. You see him at the Rangers game and he's sitting there with his kid. The best was he put a picture of his kid on Facebook, right? This kid looks exactly like him. He goes, I, I think I need a blood test. The kid's like, his eyes are squinting and closed. The kid's like, ah! Dirty Johnny. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I'm five years old. Leave me alone. This kid, like, he's got, his eyes are completely closed. It's just Gilbert. What you need to do is get the DVD. <laughs> and they show him at the Rangers games on the Jumbotron. Because I guess he takes his kids to the hockey game, you know, which is nice. Mm. And he's just like, ah. <laughs> so uncomfortable with that yeah. all shit. He's like, I'm just here for the food. <laughs> These seats are comped. Jeez. I don't know what's happening Christ. down there. Right. We're chilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing in here. Yeah, man. Is that, is that going to play it? Like, uh, what, your local like uh, Williamsburg movie house or something? I'd be like, I IF, assume so. IFC or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, IFC? Oh, on, on TV. Yeah. No, on like 6th Avenue. Well, Pat's saying he wants sixth, to go to the actual movie. No, the IFC on like 6th Avenue. I think Gil- mm-hmm. Gilbert yeah. in, in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, uh, IMAX, I believe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big the, head coming yeah. straight yeah. at you. It's playing at RKO Times Square. <laughs> it's like Star Wars, but with, a, with an old Jew. An old nebbish. They did that. <laughs> uh, Mel Brooks did that. Talking about movies that don't hold up. Oh, right. Spaceballs. Yeah, <laughs> Mel Brooks did do that. <laughs> you know, Mel Brooks, I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Men in Mel text. Brooks coming up in a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9 o'clock. 9.30. Mel's in. calling him. Right. He'll be in studio. We're going to have Stan from the Feelies and Luna at 9 o'clock. And uh, God help him. Because... Did you ever see the Feelies? Um, you know, I did. 
I saw the Feelies reunion. I saw a few songs at ATP, I believe, in like 2011 or something like that. Maybe. No, does that make sense? What, what was yeah. the one? The first one at Kutcher's, or the second one at Kutcher's? Maybe. I don't think I went to the was first Kutcher's. Nine or oh eight. Ten. One of those. Yeah, yeah they were. Whatever. They were there. Whatever it took. <laughs> whatever it took. Nine, ten. <laughs> I saw Nick Cave walking around. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, where's, where's the poker? <laughs> hey, what's the buy it? <laughs> and the band played Wilson Mitchell. <laughs> and on the flop. I'm like, that's not your song. <laughs> Tom Waits, you can't use your own battered <laughs> set of cards. Shield me, creations. <laughs> you can't use that hobo deck here. He said, hey, we all know what you have. They're all these creased, worn out, you know, cards with bean stains all over them. Uh, exactly. Stain. Hobo markings. I use my own cards, Paul. I'm going to make dough like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, saw them, I saw them once, and they were really good. Yeah? It was in a movie theater, yeah. My wife's really into the feelies and Luna. I don't want to say like I I'm feel bad big... staying like uh, telling to I, dude. I was never a Luna dude. I never got into Luna. Uh, what you got to do is get as drunk as possible on, on the way home from like uh, a show or something. Get in the car, hit the highway, and you know hit the highway <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let her control the radio and just jam out to that because it's like droney, like yeah, it's shoegazy. jammy, yeah, yeah, shoegazy. Yeah. yeah, man, I like Luna a lot. They're good. The, the chick from Jam was in that band. They have an album yeah. full of covers. Do they? It just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Just came out. I wonder yeah. if he plays on that. I should have done my research. <laughs> I would wager. So busy editing shows. I was busy on a ladder cleaning out gauge lines <laughs> yeah. with a wire hanger. Yeah. Yeah. Isolating Andy animals yeah. laugh. While everyone else was sitting around and looking at two computer screens, I was on a ladder with a Russian guy holding it. Oh, two monitors. The best. Dust was, in my face, cleaning was, out gauge lines. Scraping, and, scraping grease out of a fucking duct like a fucking schmuck. I, <laughs> or, his, yeah. or his six-year-old daughter fucking came running into the kitchen, and I was up. I got my head up in the vent. I'm scraping. I'm covered from head to toe in grease. And she goes, why are you up there? I said, because I made poor life choices. <laughs> my, reti- my retirement grease. Stay in school, yeah. you six-year-old Listen, kid. six-year-old. You go to college. Let this be a lesson. Dude. Ooh, you don't give your teachers any hassle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring them an apple. <laughs> you go there, right? <laughs> Listen, Keith right Richards up. dropping his kids off at school. <laughs> <laughs> don't give your teachers any hassle, right? Stay off the junk. <laughs> don't turn out like me is pretty much the theme of every dad's advice. It's mm-hmm. my epitaph. I would think, unless your dad is like a. Well, Bill Gates. Or oh, well, I just saw Tommy walk in with the cut-off jean shorts and flip-flops, so I think his dad failed at that advice. And here we have Ryan, who... Uh... I thought there was a Guns N' Roses show happening. <laughs> oh, by the way, Tommy, I walked by the, uh, Madison Square Garden today. There was a big, huge thing on the... I'm sure you know already. A third show Adlerd. Ah, third show added. <laughs> so, if, in case you were going to the first two, <laughs> there's another one that you can go to now at the Madison Square Garden. What do you th- what's the average ticket there, Tommy? I always love like asking Tommy like what what to get, uh, to get in the door. What are suckers up to nowadays? To, this seven foot tall guy. He, I make him go into the bar every week. It's, I'm so sorry. I, like I wonder like what the median ticket is or something, and what you pay for it. Hey guys. Hey Tommy, how's it going? Hey man. Yeah. No. Hi Ryan. Hello. Ryan Collison and Tommy Rockstar joining us live from live from the garage. Yeah. 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 Hello. Tommy, Tommy's distorting. How's that? Uh, 
a little better? No, yeah. we can still hear you. <laughs> uh, yes, that's good. Good to see you guys. What's going on, man? You okay? You look a little worried already. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. A lot of work, but yeah. uh, what are you going to do? What, you want a ladder cleaning gauge lines out with a wire hanger? <laughs> Grease traps? He's, yeah, he's, he's worried about you? Axel doing four shows in yeah. a row. He's <laughs> 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 like, I hope he takes it. I hope he has the stamina. I hope he has the handlers. Tommy is working his ass off. He's up and down from that upstate. He's building temporary railings to pass inspection, and then he's going to have to rip that down and put the real railing up. It's exactly. bullshit. You know what's going Fuck on. that. Exactly. Oh, your mic is fucked. Oh, my God. That's good now. Give it a little shake. Touch it oh. in the back. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Better? Yeah. He, he says right. to touch it in the back. <laughs> Nobody should be touching anything. Um... Fun fact, I'm not going to any of those Guns N' Roses shows. Really? At yeah. the, the Garden? Yeah. Let me guess. You're sick it's of the Guns garden, N' Roses. Man. It burned? Fuck that band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Welcome to the good side. It's actually, all right. You catch them next week at Mulcahy's in right. Ron Conklin. Mm-hmm. Rather than yeah, going... Right, they're opening for the Guns yeah. N' Roses cover band. In the, ra- in the round. <laughs> Ryan, are you saying that the gun, actual right. Guns N' Roses will be opening up for uh, uh, Paradise City? <laughs> <laughs> He's more into Iggy Azalea now. Iggy Azalea now. He yeah, figures she's been wrongly... Uh, <laughs> Paradise City featuring former members of uh, uh, Night Train. And Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> former members yeah. of Slippery When Wet. <laughs> From the ashes of Night Train. <laughs> formed. <laughs> Finally, Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> no, the reason from the ashes. Everything's from the ashes. <laughs> should have left them in the ashes. Yeah. The reason. Calm that, down with the ashes. Yeah, they should have been in cinders. The reason I'm not going to the <laughs> three local Guns N' Roses shows in Massacre Garden is because I decided to do a little more aptly and go to L.A. to see them at the Forum in L.A. instead. Uh, is that a New Year's money. thing? Or? Well, no, it's they're playing around Thanksgiving, and so uh, we have off around that time, and so we decided to see them in a smaller venue at the end of their tour for the end of the run to go see them there. Mm. However, if they, I go on StubHub and they're like $13 a ticket on the day of, I think it might just go Do three it. times. Does that happen? Take yeah. me with yep. you. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving uh, in L.A. <laughs> You're going to do a road report, Ryan? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. I'm in. <laughs> Is Gravyhead going to be there? Is Gravyhead will be <laughs> Gravyhead. <laughs> and to answer your question, I'd say the average... Gravyhead, turkey leg, 80, 80? chicken foot. Uh, the average <laughs> ticket price is about 150 a ticket wow. on average. Yeah. With awesome. the most expensive... At, at MSG, you think? Or oh, I know. Yeah. Oh. It's the, That's the, not that crazy. The for, pit is too... I mean, I would never pay no. more than like 100 bucks to see anybody. The pit is 250 yeah. and the... The last no- time I said that... The guy died. Hey, well. who? Tom Petty? Yep. Mm-hmm. I went. Had, has well, I'm, I, 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 I still stand. I, I like, still stand by my my decision. I'm not going to pay two hundred dollars <laughs> to see Tom Petty dead yeah. or alive. I well, know I, these songs. Well, I did get snuck in. Listen, has, I heard him live on WFMU. It was horrible. Has anyone not seen Tom Petty? Here? Uh, I technically have seen him. You I know, saw I about to, half of a Tom Petty show. How does that work? I was thrown out. He, it was a oh, right. it was a magic act. He was being sun. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Ryan, Ryan saw him in Waterworld. Waterworld. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we went down the cannonball together. <laughs> I have to think about that. I think I have, but I'm not sure. Maybe I haven't. What? Oh, I, oh I'm sorry. I saw him at um, the Bob Dylan birthday oh, yeah. or anniversary show back in 92 and Bob he, Fest? And he performed yeah and it was I like I have 1,000 birthdays I'll <laughs> <laughs> live you all I ain't going to work I, I started counting I saw Tom Petty five <laughs> times in my, oh, in my life Maggie's Pong cool. yeah. <laughs> no more no more Maggie's Pong fuck oh, no you <laughs> I'm going back to New York City first time I saw him <laughs> was at NASA Coliseum and a very unknown Lenny Kravitz opened up and the reason it was Lenny is because this band called The Replacements were supposed to play but they had got kicked off the tour at that point oh so. I, you know I, re- I read about that yeah 
I don't know. Was Lenny Kravitz really unknown? I don't know. It was his that. first single coming out. You know, you know when Lenny Kravitz first came out, I was like, man, this they, this guy's like covering some like 25-year-old jams. He, he was, was like, no, he, that, had, he wrote that. I'm like, what? He remember, had a great remember, drummer. Remember, he was dating Lisa Bonet. Yes. That was the only way anybody knew him, and, and he called himself Romeo Blue. <laughs> Is that really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, Romeo Blue, huh? He was Roxy Roker's son from mm-hmm. the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. Really? You guys talking about Al Roker's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, uh, Roxy and Al had a love child. <laughs> I do my research, John. Wow. On Wikipedia. Wikipedia <laughs> I thought Romeo Blue was like a, a Showtime TV show that came on like in 1991. Yeah, it was WHT. <laughs> well, after Dark. <laughs> Back when shows had theme songs that Red explained Shoe what the show was about. Red Shoe Diaries. Dude, man, I think as a New York guy, you would be totally on top of the MSG Guns N' Roses thing. Especially three shows. You're not going to one? Not Come yet. on, go to you one. You know what we should do? Go to one. Right, remember right. how like, in the 80s, <laughs> shows always had like theme songs? Yeah. Right, but like, that explained what the show was about. Right. Pretty much, or more accurately, like up to the eighties. We should just, yeah, we should just make a whole album of setups for shows that don't exist. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Carlin Reed. Romeo's Jeez. a widow who's haunted by her dead husband. <laughs> she's a large wonder. He thinks he's a hobo. It's like a really obese robot. I remember you did that pad for. Sp- we, I said in the news, Speaker of the House. You're like the Speaker of the House. <laughs> <laughs> now he's the Speaker. Speaker of the Speaker House. Speaker of the House. <laughs> Third in line. He, what a mix-up. He's the mayor. <laughs> That's the real show. Like, you know, look, he's the mayor and he's black. <laughs> and he's tried to rap. <laughs> Don't interrupt. I told that woman a million times, you interrupt me during... Um, young Sheldon, one more time. I'm gonna choke the shit. I'm gonna throw you right off this road. I was power slam you. I was watching a Young Sheldon. <laughs> young, Sheldon. ten million people watch that show. Young uh, Grim. Young Sheldon. Uh, what is Some that? asshole kid. Oh, those posters are fucking. With there. every oh, bus doing, doing a thing with a, a, a bit about another asshole and another horrible. With the TV. bow tie on. Young Sheldon. Don't ever interrupt me in the middle of Young Sheldon again. <laughs> I was watching Coming to America and they, uh, the uh, sexual chocolate bit when uh, Arsenio Hall comes on and he's like, you might know this guy's Joe the Policeman from the What's Going Down episode of uh, that's, that's My Mama. My mama. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. the funniest made-up show ever. And then no, I looked it up. It's show. a real yeah. show. Talk yeah. to the Hand yep. is the, with David Faustino, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to the Hand. And how the face saying, listen. Mama's family. <laughs> <laughs> I have the theme to that right here. Oh, that's not it. Jackson Heights on the piano. Good idea. <laughs> Streaks on the China. It's Mama's family. Oh yeah. It's a guy from F Troop and he's in Mama's family. You just combine like four TV That's shows. That's right. I will combine them Jack all. Ready Jack Hay. Are you talking about Ken Berry? That's right, Ken Berry. Holy cow. Wow, yeah. good job. Yeah. Oh, dude, I watched that ra- uh, that movie Ladybugs with Ronnie Dangerfield. Ooh. I got balls. Jack Hayes in that shit, too. <laughs> hey, look. I got balls. Put me around a bunch of young kids, all right? I, I make know. inappropriate jokes. I don't know what to say. I got it's pretty balls. awful, dude. My wife, say. I can't get laid. They're like, we're six. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Collier, unfortunately, on the air. What's your problem? Unfort- unfortunately, on the air. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the show is on. I mean, I'm sorry that you're so sad that you're calling in. How is this Soli? <laughs> this is Stephen Soli, yes. Yeah. Hello, good evening. Uh, Hello there. Good evening. <laughs> wow. Hello there, Daddy. Ryan. This is wow. So Jesus. problematic. <laughs> it is very problematic. How are you, Soli? I'm well. How are you guys? Terrible. 
as usual. Terrible. What's the, what's, what's the eh, problem? I don't know. It's muggy. It's, it's October. What is it? It's... We've got the gout. Don't put up a facade. Yeah, of the Islanders it. game ain't on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do have some good news. The uh, the Yankees gave up their 8-3 to three lead. And oh, it's, no it's way. It's tied 8-8. Eight eight. Oh, I thought the good news was that Matt Biskin quit fake limps. Oh! <laughs> You're in, John. It's tied up. Yeah, I, what's funny is I'm sitting in a bar in Fargo, North Dakota, and I saw the Yankees Reds game, and I was like, oh, yeah, Reds, I'm calling the barrage. I'm sitting in a bar in Fargo, North Dakota. Looking <laughs> <laughs> for Rushmore. I'm really excited about going to this, this game, the Yankees game. The Yankees play the Lakers. So, um, Sully, you're, you're actually watching baseball, and the the, the, the Cleveland uh, Indians did tie it up against the Yankees, and not the Reds. The Reds are out. But oh, I'm sorry. That's I a, don't I, I don't watch baseball. <laughs> no, it was it was it, it's it's better that you don't, <laughs> especially those two. Yeah. I'm not actually a welder. Yeah. We're like, ha, ha, ha. Sully doesn't know the name of the team. Ha, ha, ha. Jokes yeah. Yeah, right. shocker. Yeah. What's it's going a, on? Uh, huh? what? What's going on, Stephen? I'm out here. I'm on tour with uh, with Screaming Females. Screaming We're females. from New Jersey. Yeah, very Jersey. Great band. Right. Yeah. And you serve in, and, in, uh, in kind of a tour manager capacity, uh, fixer, wrangler. It's more. It's more like a fixer and a and a, <laughs> a great and home gear. I don't do any tour managing. Right. They, they are pretty self sufficient. So. You go backstage and there's a senator and a dead prostitute. Get out of here! I got this. You're sweeping under the rug. And I'm, yeah, and I'm like Marissa, go wash your hands. <laughs> and she goes and washes her hands, and then everything else is taken care of. You're on the road again. I, I called two that. Ubers. <laughs> I need a hefty bag and some bleach. We're gonna have to double Uber it. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> it's gonna break the whole budget. Yeah. A fake Uber. Oh like no, president. Sorry. You know we're. I'm a fake little, Uber. I don't know what to do. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm great. I'm great. I, I don't know why I called in. I just wanted to call in and say hi. I don't know why I I'm doing the show. Moment. So we're on the same page. I love you, man. You could always call in. We, I'm delighted to hear. Yeah, I wanted a scene anytime. report from uh, North Dakota. Uh, North Dakota yeah. scene report with Stephen Soley on the scene. So we're, pl- so we're playing at a place called the Soli on the scene. And, and, and <laughs> Coming at you. Oddly enough, fake limbs played here about two years ago. And uh, it was probably one of the more caustic sets that we played because there is a man in the in the audience during our set who every time I went out onto the floor he kept grabbing my ass. While uh, we I thought you were playing, I, and uh, I thought you guys were just triggered because there was a man in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally uh, had to pull up on the stage and get my knife and come up to him Whoa. and be like. I will cut your dick off if wow. you touch me one more time. Jesus Christ, then, you have a knife? You feel roll naked. <laughs> you see this knife? Then, uh, I'm going to make you speak then, English with this knife, you Irish bastard. <laughs> and then uh, after the set, you know, they were like, oh, you can have some food. And uh, I ordered a pizza from <laughs> the bar. And I went downstairs, and the receipt for my pizza had a swastika drawn on oh, it. Oh, and, what? Yeah. And I was... Uh, turns out was Charlie's ma- but- Turns out Charlie Manson's on work release. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <He> made- <laughs> Fargo. License, place, and pizza. That's his life now. But I will say, to this, to this bar's credit, it has 
one of the greatest shitters I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> for a bar? It's for a bar. It's for a men's room bar. It has a door that not only closes all the way, Mm. But you can't see feet. Like, there's nice. actually no gap in nice. the door. Right, because wait you wear such cool shoes right. that people are like, ah, Sully's taking a shit again, <laughs> you know? Wait, <laughs> wait until my bar doesn't open. Mint <laughs> 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 So that's a, that's a scene. The band went out to eat, and I'm just sitting here drinking a cold beer and, and waiting, for the, waiting for them to come back, and uh, we're going to play some rock music tonight. Nice. We're playing with... Uh, a band from Berkeley, California, called Street Eaters, who are on tour with, uh, with Screaming Females the entire run. It's a five-week tour. We just officially crossed over to we cross off week one today, and Congrats. Uh, we're playing with a local band called Pistory. Ooh, ah. it's like yeah. history, but with yeah. piss. <laughs> exactly from the ashes exactly. of <laughs> from the ashes. I'm, I'm hoping for former members of Rush and you. What's the <laughs> what, Stephen? What's the next city where you're heading to after this? Uh, after this, we're going to down the uh, block, uh, Minot, North Dakota, or Minot or Minoit. I don't Minoch. know. Ah, beautiful country. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there many times. <laughs> they got a good shitter in Minot. <laughs> I hope so. Are you going to go to, um, go to Fanook, North, uh, South Dakota after this? We were in Omaha, Nebraska last night. Go and to I, Omaha. <laughs> and, uh, and we were in Lawrence, Kansas the night before where I dropped acid. And that, oh, was, that was a lot of fun. How'd that go? Dude, you got some? Yeah, I got hooked up. But I, I asked for one tab, and I got given, I was handed two tabs. Oh, and, uh, yeah. That... I, and we have to go to, we have to, go to Canada if, Two days. How high and are the cliffs? I there? really don't feel like dropping another tab. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, two tabs is like Nick Cave kid bad. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. But kid died. Yeah, one tab's pretty pretty mint. <laughs> From ass. That was a that was a good night. Dude, I haven't done acid since I was eighteen years old. Do you get the? Uh, so- I didn't. I didn't start doing it until this year. <laughs> I plan to start when, doing it this year. Actually, all I, have, my, when all I, have, my friends I have a couple of days locked nailed. out. Yeah, <laughs> I, gotta, yeah I, I, I scratch out a couple of days and, mm. and plan on it. Well, I know what this yeah. is. This is like, how old are you? You're, what are you, 36, 38? I'm 40. You're 40. And, so you're 40, yeah. and like, it's a desperation move. Like, you know what? I, 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 life has been so horrible to me. I might as well just do it. <laughs> well, life it, no, it's more it's like I know, I know my limits, and I know how to be responsible on drugs. You've never done acid days. before. I don't know if you know what's it's, going to happen. Yeah, that all goes out the window. You're into the fucking unknown, man. It's liquid giggles. It was yeah, total giggle juice. It's, yeah. it's the best shit. So you ever. kill your parents. I much prefer it over mushrooms. That's for really? Sure. I t- I oh yeah, pre- I kind of prefer oh, yeah. mushrooms over LSD. Yeah, yeah. You're on drug talk. I, here yeah. on the What's your favorite hallucinogenic? Yeah. yeah. But I will say that the, the first time I did it was uh, inauguration day. Oh. <laughs> like I was oh. like, fuck it, the world's gonna end, so we might as well, you know, you know push, push against, against the horizon. horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking out, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Two. 
<laughs> four score and seven tabs. <laughs> <laughs> you totally four scored. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. Stephen Soli, I'm glad you're uh, doing well. You're on tour with the uh, Screaming Females, and uh, you're in yeah. some in some kind of managerial capacity. And I'm glad that you've decided to take up hallucinogenic drugs in your 40s. Better late than never. Yeah, stay away from the window <laughs> pane. Yeah, I will do my best. Steven, I, I do want to point out that I'm 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 staring at another bar. There's a lot of bars in this city, and uh, you know they got one of those like digital signs that are reporting like hot dogs and chips here yeah. like and one of their like selling points for their bar is hugh hefner partied here uh, so <laughs> at some point oh, we gotta go landed in fargo north dakota <laughs> they, gotta, they gotta take what they got scouting talent i don't think like hugh hefner didn't party here would be like more of a you know a selling point anomaly yeah the, play, the playboy jet had a landing gear issue <laughs> you have to party here yeah, totally. <laughs> you have her at a layover and uh, you didn't know a layover indeed oh 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 because he gets, oh, because he gets laid oh like, like. sex <laughs> a, lot, a lot of smoke coming from the back oh it's you hefner's penis <laughs> <laughs> We made an emergency well, landing. <laughs> In a vagina. You ever, ever wear a robe, Paul? You ever try to cut anyone, Paul? Did <laughs> <laughs> we go over for movie night, Paul? You ever carry a knife, Paul? Steven, did you hear... <laughs> you ever, hey, Saul, you ever blow <laughs> Paul Lind in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> Steven, Steven, did you hear our interview with uh, Chips Enough the other week? <laughs> I listened to some of it, but I I, I was uh, I was working that night, so I had to cut out. And, and I don't know, I'm assuming your intern is sick or something because there hasn't been an archive update. No, it's all up now. I just, I just finished it. Oh, it like, is? Yeah, about a half hour ago. <laughs> Everything's up. It's like five hours. I just stuff. did it. I worked all night last night, into the night, John, and then I finished it today. That's 15 hours of processing, Oh, dude. my God. You, you don't understand what I went through, but I did get this because you know what happened last time Mario did acid? This happened. My parents got lost on the way to Villagitalia, and next thing I know, <laughs> oh. I'm seven years old and hanging out with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Mario Beltasia. I, I have no idea what the context is there. Apparently, you know, I don't know. There's some. But uh, John, the last time you did acid, did this happen? You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> it didn't. Never I was like, the, fir the first time I'm I so the, sorry. The fir I only did it like ten times when I was a kid. And uh, when I, the first time I did it, I asked if it was okay if I pooped because I really needed to go to the bathroom and. They're like, yeah, man, go ahead. And it was not okay. The acid shit. Pooping on acid is the weirdest yeah. fucking thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Their first yeah, like, EP is great. Don't, don't look in the mirror. Do not look at your phone. I wouldn't yeah. advise it. It definitely, it definitely fucked up my head for, like, life in a way. Right. So like, part part it, of your soul is gone forever. Part of it never left. Yeah. And it's bad. Yeah, I Steve, mean, it's it's okay to like you know root her out those psychedelic pipes once in a while. Right, it's the new norm. When I but look, it stays with you somehow in some small way, maybe. I'll agree with that. When I when I did acid, I definitely looked in the mirror and I just stared in the mirror and shaved my head instantly. I just well, shaved it's, all it's my hair. It's different when oh, you have when you, well, with like not wool. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> anybody out there? <laughs> not if you could hear me. And the, and the, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Stand up. Uh. 
If it's working, it'll keep you going for the show. Crab people. And when you do acid, it's different for you because if you have an original thought, like it could really fuck you up. Now, I watched Video Drone the first time I did acid. That shit was crazy, man. What did you watch? What? Video Drone. The one with. Oh, Debbie Travolta? Yeah, with Debbie Harry and James Woods. Jimmy Woods. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, we used to play with Mario Paint on the Nintendo system. <laughs> <laughs> that shit Mario Paint up. coming into the show later on. <laughs> <laughs> Get the rush. Post it on the internet. Yeah. Post it on the internet. Mario <laughs> Paint. <laughs> There's a knock on the door. It's time to paint art. Well, that's my scene report. For <laughs> Good scene report. Plenty. We, do, yeah. we do have to take a break. In about eight minutes, we're going to have Stan Domeski. Stan Musel. Stan Domeski from uh, Stan the man. Uh, Luna and uh, the Feelies. And uh, if anyone in the chat box wants to help me out with this interview, I'm really fucked the whole thing up. So thank you. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have Stan in. He's a New Jersey guy. It's going to be fun. He's going to be calling in about uh, seven or eight minutes. Until then, we have to take a break. Thank you so much, Stephen Soley. Yeah. And, uh, Thank y'all. I hope Thank you, man. Listen, man. I hope the rest of the the uh, tour goes well. And please stay safe out there on the road. Don't fuck around because I can't deal with that shit. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, keep those journals. No, we we don't we don't ride dirty and we're very safe. Do you so, ever hear? Do you ever hear of like? Uh, do you ever th- just think about like, um, like reinforcing the van and steel and stuff? I'm not making a joke. I think about this all the time. Like, if it, like a roll cage inside, like so you could fuck sleep. Yeah, no, we have a cage. We have a cage in the back. Yeah, um, and it, it's a, it's you know one of those Ford Sprinter types, so it's pretty uh, sturdy. That looks it's, top heavy to me. No, like if it took a turn too heavy. long, like like t- Todd Trainer goes flying off onto the New Jersey Turnpike and <laughs> top heavy pull, so, like a Suzuki <laughs> Samurai, right? <laughs> no, no, like one of those. You know what I'm. He's no, they're tall. Yeah, they're they tall, have like high, high. Yeah, they have high. Like, they, so Mercedes a, makes one too. I forget the name. They can turn at twenty miles an hour. You're on your side. We've been we've been for the past couple of days. We've been driving through heavy rain, but oh. it's been it's been manageable. Mm. And, driving through heavy rain. The last two days. Have you considered traveling by rail? <laughs> <laughs> Hobo jungle, hop yeah. on the train and fucking play a banjo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Travel by rail, heat up some beans in your hat, and call it a fucking day. Five Jangle weeks. some stuff, kill a hobo, stab somebody. It's great. Next thing you know, you got an EMI contract. It's beautiful. Get yourself a tin can hat. <laughs> Whatever I do that hope is, I, get one of those. I do hope I get discovered out here. All that's, right. that's for sure. Thank you, Stephen. We'll be right back with Stan Domeski. Thank you, Thanks, Thanks, Stephen Sully with the North Dakota Scene Report. We played with tin can hat at Spiral. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Tin, can, about, tin <laughs> can hat is my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> back after this, Mikey. Coming at you. We'll be back with Stan in just a moment. Stay tuned. Live from the Brides, Radio Note. What? Right here, Pete.
I, uh, you're listening to Live from the Brush. Thank you. I just screwed up the entire show. Thank you very much. We'll be back after this.
Hey, uh, Stan? Yeah? Hey, it's John from Live from the Brush. Thank you so much for calling in. How are you? I'm okay. Yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you. Are you calling from New, New Jersey, northern New Jersey? <laughs> I'm in a basement in Halden, New Jersey. <laughs> Halden? I never heard of that part of New Jersey. Halden, Halden. Halden, Halden. Where is that? You know where William Patterson University is? No. <laughs> you know where Patterson is, right? Yes, I do. My friend uh, tried to uh, landmark a lot of Patterson. He worked for that town for a long time. I know where Patterson, when you're going over the bridge, you see the big church, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah, maybe I'm you don't really know sure about that. But anyway, Heldon's right next to Patterson. Oh, I see. Okay, so you're not far away. Did you grow up? Uh, did you grow up around there? Uh, I was born in Jersey City. My family's from there, and we lived there for like under a year. Then I grew up mostly in Lynnhurst, right by the Meadowlands. Oh, I see. Would you ever leave New Jersey, or you love it too much? Um, it's really expensive to live here. Yeah. So I would probably. My wife doesn't want to move anywhere warm, so if we went anywhere, we'd go like, <laughs> I'm like with her. I hate lower be- New York State or something like that. I hate being hot. I'm with your wife. Maybe you yeah, should- I'm the, I don't really like the uh, subtropical climate that's uh, moving in. Uh, where, where, what's your exact address, and what are you paying in your mortgage exactly? <laughs> and the last four of your I'm social. not going to tell you that. <laughs> no, was it, uh, it, you- it's, it's more a property tax problem, really. Uh, exactly. So you live in a house. Yeah, yeah. My friend lives in Old Tapan. You know that place. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, you know, his house is pretty much paid for. He's paying like you know, two grand a month in taxes, something crazy. crazy maybe town. more, maybe like twenty four hundred. I don't even know. I don't know much about money, but the guy's paying like yeah, it's like, it's, it's pretty high. It's pretty it's, high around here. And even though Heldon's kind of like a lower middle class town, um, my house is a two family. Technically, my mother in law is on the second floor, uh, and we have. What's technically a double lot, even though you really couldn't build another house, and uh, we get, we get hammered. <laughs> you get hammered? Oh, you get hammered. Oh, hammered on tax. <laughs> yeah, taxes. you know I don't mind paying my. Taxes. Oh, we get hammered too, but that's later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind paying taxes for like you know to have good schools and everything. I think it's. I'm not one of those people like ah you know I don't have kids. Why am I going to pay for these kids? Yeah, you you know? yeah well, our, our children went to school in town and everything. Um, but one of the problems is we have a regional high school, and the one town next to us is, is a bit more affluent, and as time goes on, they want to not send so many of their children there, and they keep on dumping more of the, the, the tax burden onto the, the two other that's, towns that, that are involved you know, in the regional I, high I'm, school, I'm which all is my town and another town. I'm all for paying for... Uh stuff like roads and schools but at yeah, some point exactly, it gets ridiculous it's and it's got to be fair you have the same problem in like uh you know nassau county suffolk county long island around oh yeah there, it's, i think it's probably worse out there but yeah, well, you keep thinking that but to make yourself feel better but you're best paying a lot of money yeah i'm not moving i'm not moving to new york i'm not moving to long island that's for sure all right well stan thanks for calling in man <laughs> great interview this has been mortgage talk I, well, I, I love new york i i love manhattan i mean it's just very unaffordable now I really like Brooklyn, but from where I live, it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, Washington Heights is really nice, and, and I love New York State. You know, I'm, I'm just not moving to Nassau Co- County. It's really bad there. When uh, the, the, the whole when, yeah. when you were living in Jersey, how long would it take you to get to like CBGBs? Because you're probably like are, are, I don't know how old you are, but you're probably in the wheelhouse of that whole like you know kind of punk rock scene coming up and stuff. Um, did you, did you go to the, you're 57? So did I you, just turned 57 in August? Um, from Lynnhurst, where I grew up, and I lived 
I lived in Lyndhurst from uh, about 61, then we moved out for like three years up to closer to here, actually, West Patterson. Then we moved back in 69. I moved in with my wife in 86, So, but all that time I was in Lyndhurst, and that's that's like right by the Meadowlands. So basically, ah. I'd get on Route 3 in 10 minutes, I'd be at Maxwell's. You know, 15 minutes, you'd be at the tunnel, and... Um, you know, from there, it really depends on where you were going in Manhattan I, I as think far as how long it would take. Being a little generous, you're like, you know, like every guy we know is like, oh, you know, I live in Pennsylvania. How long does it take? It's like a half hour. Yeah. I don't know if it takes you 10 minutes to get to Maxwell's from the Meadowlands, man. Come on. Yeah. 10 it, minutes? It, you were flying, sure. <laughs> well, it's a Hoboken, I'd say. You know, maybe right. not, you know, to find a parking space and everything yeah. like that. I read an interview with you where there, someone asked you about Maxwell's, and you didn't seem so sentimental about it. But I guess, to, are you are you not sentimental about, like, venues and, and, uh, and bands and stuff? Is that not in your DNA? Well, I think I'm pretty sentimental in some ways, but, you know, clubs and venues are businesses. And um, from the first time... I went to Maxwell's, I think it was like in the summer of 80, if I remember correctly. Wow. And, I mean, Hoboken was still pretty nasty at that point. Um, you yeah. could get mugged pretty easily there and stuff. And, um, you know, just the whole fabric of Hoboken has changed so drastically. You know, it's it's like a mini Manhattan now. And uh, I, I don't, I can, I can understand why Todd didn't want to deal with, you know, the parking, the you know, just, it, it's just a lot different than it used to be. It almost looks like a, I, you know, I, I haven't been there in a while, but it's like kind of like a, to me, not a Manhattan, but like a Bostonish kind of yeah, like a, a village, villagey, Park Slope, yeah. Park Slope. I don't know. There's the, well, there's the main drag there. What is that? Washington Street. Washington. Washington Street. <laughs> and then you have now just all these like kind of like it, it's you know clean, corporatey kind of things right. going on. I don't know. I mean, they still seem to have neighborhoods, neighborhoody areas and stuff like that, but it's just, you know, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. But before all those and, glass towers went up in the water, it looked like a great place to hide a body. <laughs> it probably was back then. You could get mugged and listen to Frank Sinatra at the same time, and if you didn't, you would get mugged again, because that's bullshit. You could get mugged and go to Maxwell's. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, that's New Jersey talk with Stan Domestic. I'm going to... Butcher your name every time like I do everybody else. Thank you so That's much for okay. calling in, Stan. Not great with names. For the audience, Stan has been a member of Luna. He's been a member of the Feelies, and uh, he's been a member of many bands. Which band are you are you playing in now? Because I read also something that that you said you were before uh, Luna asked you to come out on the road. You were like ready to like quit. And when I was uh, yeah, younger, I guess when the Feelies initially stopped playing, and um, I guess we did our last show around the 4th of July of 1991, then I just kind of hung around because my, my children were still pretty young at that point. Actually, my son had just been born right before the last tour we did. What, then, year, what year is that? Like the next day, I went out on tour. How old is your son, is your son now? Uh, my son is 26. My daughter is about to turn 28. Wow. He's a drummer as well, isn't he? My daughter was, too. Just after a while, she kind of like found it boring <laughs> it is boring. and then uh, took up bass and uh, guitar and ukulele as i you know i full disclosure i grew the first my, my main instrument when i was a kid was drums and stuff so i'm like excited to talk to you about that stuff because i have a, uh, my son now who is um i believe his name is uh steve <laughs> he's 14 or 15 i believe and, uh, he's he's getting starting to do percussion in high school and I right. just asked this of Billy Amendola, of Modern Drummer, if I should just, like, start him out 
on, uh, you know, he's got the practice pad and stuff, and I'm sure they're just doing rudiments and everything. Or should I just, should I give him just a snare drum, or should I set up the whole kit and be like, have dude, rock it out and have at it? I think it's good to, it's better to have a drum set. Yeah. You know, um, two for two. He's starting at, well, <laughs> he's a little bit older, so it's not like he's like, you know, eight or nine where, you know, kids are going to get really bored with just a snare drum at first. Yeah. But I'd say, you know, get him a drum set if you're able to, you know, afford one and have the place to put it. And uh, I think uh, playing piano is a very important thing. Some yeah. the keyboard as well. You're right. Uh, the piano and, and percussion kind of go hand in hand. And thankfully, that's because he... piano is a percussion instrument. That's right. It's banging hammers on a wire. And, that's right. And, and uh, luckily, my son Aiden is, has has uh, played keyboards throughout his middle school career, so he's got that. Oh, so I guess, I guess he's got a kind of a thing. I remember my parents when uh, I had to play on my sneaker, and then finally I got a snare drum. Like years later. You know, it's not like we didn't have any money. They were just jerks. <laughs> I started out with just a snare drum, but then my parents split up. Ah. And that one of my, uh, the consolation prize was of it. that my, my <laughs> older brother the arranged head. for me to get a used drum set off run. of one of his friends. So my, my mom was real uh, nice enough and smart enough to, to get it for me. What was your first drum set? Clear. A Zimgar. Zengar. Wow. I never heard of that. Zengar. It was one of those cheap, uh, I, I guess they made in Japan. Yeah, they were really Japanese. Sure. The wood is almost like a composite yeah. wood. Yeah. Um, I still have the original. I still have my first snare, which was a Zengar. Then I have like my first snare drum from the first drum set that was Zengar. Also. They, had, the first set they made cymbals, too, that were like garbage can lids. Yeah, you know, you'd hit them and they'd sort of invert themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instant China, they say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, my first drum set, um, my dad took me to buy a Ludwig Vistalite. Oh Some guy died, and I'm like, I don't like this kit. I didn't realize what I what I had. I like spray painted it. It was horrible. Oh, I oh just that's wanted, really bad. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> no, I still have it. I, I got all the spray paint up and stuff, and I and, and I'm like, I know, man. I want like the you know this was I don't know 1992. I'm like, I want like the red. Cherry Tama kit or something like that. You know, like, I want like, a silver mirrored kit like Lars. I was listening like Poison and stuff. I didn't realize that the Vista Light kit was worth a million dollars. I'm busy spray painting. They're uh, very nice drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a green one too. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Emerald. I can, un- I can understand the color thing. My first good drum set was supposed to be a silver sparkle pearl set when pearl just started getting big. Mm. And I ordered it, and I waited a while, waited like a couple months, and then they, the music store told me that they came over, they you know brought it in and from the from the uh, manufacturer, and that it was damaged when it got here. And I ended up getting in what it's called gold satin, but it's orange. It's like an <laughs> orange drum set. Mm. It's one of the ugliest things ever. But so wait, the, I still have that one. Are you saying the color was compromised at some point in the? In the- Shipping process or the factory or something like no, that. No, the first drum set they, they claimed that uh, there was it got damaged when it got into the country, and then they said, "Oh, we have this other one here. Why don't you take this?" And, and I was tired of waiting, so I, I took the what they had on the floor. Dude, that might be like a crazy rare, like a uh, weird color, though. No, it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's actually basically it's the same kit that Peter Chris kind of had around that time. Right. Um, <laughs> not that I, not that I was a Kiss fan. I, I've never been a real Kiss fan or anything. Yeah, like well, that. I mean, I you know, know Peter. Chris is, is the greatest drummer alive. Everybody knows that. that. Oh, I thought he was a good drummer. I just never liked Kiss. I tried to like him too. Yeah. And they were of that of my time as a teenager. 
And I just remember hearing their first album and thinking it didn't sound that good. Were you, how old were you when Kiss first came out? You, you were 13? I guess 12? I was like 14 when they released their yeah. first record. And when Kiss Alive came out, my friend, a lot of my friends liked it. So I guess I was around 15 or so. And, you know, and one of, one of the cover bands I was in played rock and roll all night. But yeah. in, in general, I just never, uh, never got into them. Well, back then when you were 15, uh, it was like being like twenty seven. Like if you missed it by a couple of years, like if you're thir- were your thirteen year old friends like way into Kiss, and you're like I'm fifteen. Screw that nonsense. You know. That's um, I was a little bit different than everyone. I had an older brother and sister, so I was exposed to a lot of music from the sixties uh, and and obviously the seventies, of course. I mean, I was born in nineteen sixty, so I remember when AM radio used to play a, a wide variety of music you know they'd play everything from the beatles and rolling stones and then you'd hear like frank sinatra sometimes if he was having a, a hit and yeah. um so i had um much more varied taste I, I guess um i first heard like lou reed and stuff when i was real young um i started listening to fm when i was fm radio when i was probably like around 10 or 11 or so spent a lot of time by myself so and you're drumming, uh, you know, as, when you say Lou Reed and stuff like that's that's straight ahead drumming, kind of like what you've done throughout your career. You were never like flashy and stuff. And I, I also read something that you just like copied Phil's like note for note and just did like kind of I don't know, uh, you know, uh, this is a bad way to explain it, but you just kind of did the minimum. No, it's pretty play, accurate. But on the other song. hand, the fills I've copied are you know pretty simple too. It's not like they were really that distinctive or anything. I mean, Charlie Watts and Ringo did a lot of the same fills over and over. Um, yeah. Doug Clifford from Credence did. John Densmore did. Hal Blaine did. A lot of people don't know Charlie Watts has never played a fill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. That's do a farcical you, statement. Do you days, think, I don't think he people, does. But. Do you, do you, when, you see, when people tell you, hey, man, Charlie Watts is not a good drummer, do you throw them immediately off a bridge? Because that's what uh, you should do. Because Charlie Watts. Uh, it depends, it depends on the circumstance, really. Um, Murder. Uh <laughs> It depends on the circumstance, like who's saying it, what kind of mood I'm in, <laughs> a lot of things. What kind of mood are you in lately? Are you happy in life now? Are you uh, you still uh, you still partying? Or are you just uh, chilling out? You're having fun? You're sitting around with your wife? Uh, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. I but, don't know. Uh, Me neither. I don't know. What's I'm, the I'm, secret? I'm to... really very upset that Donald Trump is our president. Yeah, well, I, know, we agree with that. Really, the club. Yeah, I mean, since I'm getting older now you know i was really looking forward to things progressing rather than moving backwards yeah. so that's, it's very upsetting and it's a you know it's pretty much we have president chaos in the white house and it, and, it's, uh, it does weigh on you like d- day in and day out right it's 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 a, yeah, sor- well, it's, sure, it's, it's a constant source of stress for me and i can't like not read the newspaper every day and read a bunch of news yeah i mean you gotta give can't. yourself a break every now and then but yeah. you know so that's really rough i mean but otherwise i mean my wife and I will be married 29 years this year. Our children are doing really well. I've, I've got a decent job that I, I just celebrated my 19th year at. Wow. And it, what Friday. is your job? Are you some sort of machi- my band's machinist? My band playing every now and then. Machinist. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your, what is your uh, day job? Um, I work in the machine tool industry. Mm-hmm. I'm the parts department manager of where I work. Wow. What kind of you tools do you guys the, uh, make? Because me and Pat are the for Citizen Watch. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, it's part of that branch of it's. It's like a big Japanese trading company that owns Citizen Watch and us, and we sell these machines that make 
highly detailed, very small parts uh, for everything from like the automotive industry to the medical industry. There's a lot of stuff like bone screws are made on them and stents. So I always yeah, wonder. Basically, I'm a customer service though yeah. when it comes down to it. I always wonder about that. Like um, I was thinking about that the other day. Like if someone invents something and they come up with like this like a plastic like fidget spinner or say like something really simple like there's got to be these giant machines to make this thing that's a huge investment yeah and that's, I don't that's understand part of what we works. sell but a lot of what they make on it is a, a lot of it's uh, medical equipment oh yeah oh. A lot of bones in that industry. <laughs> so you, yeah. you, you, no fidget spinners. <laughs> Surgical tools. Uh, I, I suppose they can make parts for them on it. But, How about uh, a wheelchair that spins around really fast if you're bored? Uh, they make parts for things like that. And, and like I said, automotive. So. And this job has been good for you? You have a pension? You have medical? You have for your family? It's I good. have health insurance and I have a 401k. So then when some guy, some guy goes, hey, man, you want to go out on the road and smell combo farts for two weeks? You're like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I never liked touring. And yeah, yeah. pretty much, I mean, I started playing in bars when I was 16. And, uh, you know, right away I knew, boy, I kind of made the wrong choice. <laughs> well, that was actually, so, that was going to be my question when you were talking about being younger and playing. Uh, like, did you get good uh, fairly quickly? And, and when you do... Uh, did you find that you kind of wound up hanging out with a bunch of older people? In general, I've played with older people over the years. That's that's for sure. Some my age, and I mean, everybody in Luna was younger than me. Mm. Um, but uh, everybody in the Feelies is older than me. I mean, the two main guys are seven and six years mm. older than me. Dave, uh-huh. the percussionist, is ten years older than me. But even like like uh, like locally, like <clears throat> kicking around the neighborhood and stuff like that. Uh, at first, when we first started, when I first started playing in bands, it was mostly people in my in my my age, in my class. Mm. Uh, then, like you know, I started getting recognized a little bit locally, and I started playing with some older people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still play with the Felix? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like well, I... that's why I'm on, that's why I'm doing this show? Cause uh... We're playing next week. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can, you, about that? can you tell Where? us? Yeah, plug it, yeah, plug it, plug it, baby. Uh, we're playing two shows. Uh, we're playing the Met in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, next Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Uh, so that's uh, Friday the thirteenth, October, and Halloweenish stuff in New England. And then we're playing uh, the Sinclair in Cambridge the next night, basically Boston. Yeah, both places are really nice. Uh, the Med is kind of a bare bones kind of joint, but it's pretty neat and there's a lot of nice people and uh, it's yeah you know, it's pretty much Providence. What kind of venues? And, uh, uh, what like capacity venues are you guys playing? Like five thousand people or something like that? Or? No, not that, not oh. that big. I'm not even sure what the capacity of these right. two are. To tell you, I think I think it's like six hundred at the Sinclair. I'm not really sure. Well, make it six hundred and one, my friend, because I'm driving up to Massachusetts. I'm trucking up, <laughs> kids, get in the car. <laughs> What's the largest venue you've ever played? Uh, we played the Pitchfork Festival a couple months ago in the middle of July. That was a lot of people, but I don't really know how many. Mm. Um, back in when we were towards the end of our initial run, we played like at Sun Devil Stadium in Arizona at another wow. festival. That was pretty big. We we kind of shied away from festivals. Like we could have done like the <laughs> festival cir- circuit in Europe and stuff like that, but. Uh, not everyone wanted to do it, so we want you know we played like clubs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that, that would be my next question. If that was if that was if clubs are your preference, I think everyone likes to play the smaller places. But 
the, we tried to make the jump to theaters like at, at the end of our initial run, which is ninety ninety one. And what happened was happening at that time is that right, you were right before grunge hit, and um, it was when the first Bush was in in the the economy at tanked basically. So we were trying. Yeah, that to, band sucks. <laughs> and we were trying Bush. to uh, bump up to the next level, and uh, not everyone had uh, money to go see a band that they were seeing in clubs yeah. like last year at a, you know a more expensive theater. When you when, uh, were you involved in the ATP thing about uh you know that's gotta be God man it's gotta be ten we years did the one all tomorrow's parties yeah uh, I forget what year it was maybe two thousand nine I, I think it was suicide just, was on the bill that, that yeah, yeah, yeah right suicide yeah oh my God uh, that was the right that was the la- I, I swear to God it was the loudest show I've ever seen like you couldn't be in the room. Like people yeah, like, and I didn't stay for the whole thing. Yeah, me neither. Well, for one thing, we, we were driving home anyway, but um, um, it was it was pretty much uh, and I believe you could the, feel it in your stomach. The feelies at that ATP at Kutcher's in upstate New York were doing uh, yeah, exactly, just, exactly. just a, a straight um, just did crazy rhythms and I guess whatever else you guys played at the end, but which was kind of the it theme. was play your it was play your an album and uh, it was decided to do a crazy rhythm. Right, so you joined the feelies right after. Crazy rhythms. You're not on the album, but you're, you're like in no. I'm, night, I'm actually drummer number four. Ah. Dave, the guy who plays percussion, was the original drummer, and when they started in 1976, then he took a trip to England, and when he came back, he had been replaced by the Denunzio brothers, Keith on bass and Vinny on drums. Never trusted them. And eventually, oh, Vinny left, and that's when they got Anton. Anton um, was a pretty happening guy at that point. Mm and was playing with a lot of bands and had a lot of opportunities. Uh, he wasn't always around when they wanted to play. And um, then I got the call, I guess, like in the summer of 81. Uh, Steve, Steve from Maxwell's is the one who actually set it up. He just said, you know, the Phillies looking for a drummer. I was like, hey, can I, can I audition? And next thing I knew, Keith was calling me on the phone. That was when I was living in Lindhurst. He was living in East Rutherford, so we basically yeah. <laughs> would commute up to where uh, we would rehearse up here. At that point, Bill was living in Haldon still. And um, we played a couple times. They seemed like not so interested in playing the crazy rhythm stuff. They seemed like they wanted to move on to other music. And yeah. uh, then we took a, they took a break for maybe like four months, and then Bill called me up and we started playing again. But we didn't play as the Feelies right away. We played as an instrumental band called the Willies. And eventually the Willies started incorporating more Feely songs, and then they started writing the songs for the Good Earth. And we basically, I guess by 1984, we had changed back into the Feelies. Oh, man. Did you play that show at the Jacob Burns Film Center with uh, yeah. Demi? That was fun. Yeah, I saw that. And that was, yeah. That was cool. I, I've basically in the band, I've been in the band the longest out of everybody. And you were in the movie you know? and all that stuff? The longest tenure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Member. Nice. <laughs> You know, did you think that, do you ever, do you think that, like, you they asked you to be, like, you know, any band asked you to be the drummer because you were a solid guy, you didn't mess around, and do you feel like uh, you were ever, like, a part of the songwriting process, or did you, you do you feel like you were, like, more of a hired gun, studio kind of guy, and does that... All of it, you know, all yeah. of it. <laughs> With the feelings, it's basically Bill and Glenn's band. Um, they don't write music, so they don't write out drum parts, but they're, they get the last say in them. And, um, you know, I mean, the music's pretty basic, so I, and I've been playing with them and 
for a long time and been playing that type of music for a long time, so I usually play what they would want anyway. Um, with Luna, I, I had more of a, a little bit more of a say, I guess, in the parts. Um, but again, you know, it was pretty basic music, so I just yeah. played what I thought fit. You know, that that the drumming on that in that band was a little bit more loose. I could play things that were a little bit more uh, off the wall. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, well, when, when you're saying. when you're playing these long songs and you can kind of like you know get a little jammy or something, you know, Luna can kind of drone out and. Uh, you know, you're playing this Salaby. You know, Stuart Copeland said a long time ago, like the hardest thing to do is just play like a straight four four, which is like your bread and butter. Because he never does it. You know, it's like impossible to just keep it perfect. And in Luna, you know, that's that's what kind of your job is. It's kind of fascinating. Was I'm not in Luna anymore. Keep that in mind. Well, back then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? You, do you hate the guys in Luna? Is there a bad, <laughs> bad thing? Totally, Sour totally. Taste. Yeah. <laughs> are, are they still playing? And where yeah. can we see that? Because uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, uh, we have a surprise for you. Dean Warheim is here. <laughs> He's very angry. Yeah, I, I, have con- I have contact with all of them yet. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, we're on, we're on actually pretty good terms. You know, for a while, um, I didn't see them, and uh, I, I live a very different life than they do. I mean. Right. To, uh, the one guy lives back in New Zealand now. Dean's on in uh, Los Angeles. The only one who lives out here is Sean, the guitar player. He still lives in Manhattan. Yeah. But um, um, you know, they're still a very much a band. And um, I went and actually sat in with them. I guess maybe two years ago, right around this time. Actually, I played like three songs with them um, at the uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Oh yeah. Sure. So that was it. Was a lot of fun. So. How, when you we, le- still get, we still get along. It's just that you know I lead a very, very different lifestyle. When you, when you left the band, what kind of terms did uh did you leave the well, band? Well, they fired me. So they fired they- you. <laughs> In the best of terms, you got kicked out. You got kicked out a little. Uh, Why? Yeah, well, what, what's the reason? You know, I was a, in that band. I was definitely a hired hand. Yeah. Although it did really become a band pretty quick, I thought. But I would have to negotiate each project, each tour, and I think they got tired of doing that. And I think at the end, what really <laughs> kind of motivated them to release me of my services was um, they wanted to do a, t- a short tour of Spain and it was not for any money. It was like for per diems. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, at that point, you know, I've been married for several years and my children were, uh, I guess probably three and four. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to go drag my rear end around Spain just to look at the sites. Yeah, that's how I feel like now. Like people, like uh, like if I had a radio show on Sirius XM or something, I don't know if I would even take it because I got like a pension and medical for my kids, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm like 42 years right. old. I think I'm like fucking you, out with that. Unless you got like, good at something else, yeah, no one's gonna offer me that. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> if I have to turn it down, <laughs> no, it would have to be you know for me to go out back to that life. It would have to be something that would be guaranteed, you know, mega bucks. Mm. How big is your security. backyard? It must be a big backyard. I have a big backyard. That's why I paid high property taxes. What, you got a swing set back there? You got a dog? We did. We did. Half, half the backyard, the dog takes a crap on. You're like, don't go we're, we're, all, we're kind of, you know, people might say <laughs> yeah, we're empty nest at this point because neither of my adult yeah. children live Is here. It's sad. Just how- me and my wife on the first floor and my mother-in-law on the second floor. My kids are getting older now, and I feel like uh, I really have never had any uh, kind of a, you know, real communication with them in the past like five years like they're just like fine good okay like how do you prepare yourself for the empty nest thing and do you think that you know you when you when what is it does it get easier when they get like 20 
or something. I, you know, I've never had any problems with my children, so it was never a real big deal. Um, and I don't really think of it as an empty nest. People will say hey, it's an empty nest, and I don't really think of it that way. Um, my daughter still stays over here like one night a week, um, and they both show up to do laundry or come over for dinner. We all get along really well, so it's it's just kind of like, you know, a new phase of life, and uh, they're doing well. It's not like... It's not like it's anything bad. They don't show up to do your laundry, though. <laughs> no, they never did that. <laughs> you think they'd repay a little bit. Of, you know how many tiny... In some ways, they have. And You're putting a the load in anyway. They've been very, very good. <laughs> most ways. So, the same with it. so everything's been fine. You felt like uh, when your kids were growing up, were they into sports and stuff? Or they were into music and you were able to nurture that? And, and, and... Uh, They were involved. I, I had my son were you involved on the road, in like, as in... far as like baseball and... Um, in basketball, my daughter did sports a little bit, but she was more interested in like reading and art and right. music. And uh, they started playing music as soon as, I mean, I, I started teaching them drums as soon as they were able to, which is, I guess, maybe like around 10 or so, 11. Mm. Then when they got into high school, we had a really good music program at this at our local high school, and uh, they, they were both pretty involved with that. Cool. Are you a sports guy? Do you, are you paying attention to baseball at all? A lot of New Jersey guys are Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan, fan so yeah. I hope they have it on. Uh, dude, are you watching this game right now? No, I don't have it on. Oh, well, I'll tell you what's happening. It's 8-8, eight to eight and it's the bottom of the uh, 700th inning. Aaron Judge is laying on the ground, and this he's is not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong. It. They say it's That's knee. not true. That's it's not true. It's not true. Ryan. Writhing in pain. <laughs> it's one out, and Brett Gardner is up. <laughs> he's crying. He's not even moving. I mean, the, the <laughs> Yankee. The Yankee. Here comes the car. That's funny. You guys must be Met fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not Tommy Rockstar. He'll be going to every playoff game just like he, That's you right. know. He treats the baseball games like a, a concert. Like Guns N' Roses. He can't name three people in the Yankees. But uh, the Yankees were up eight to three. Now it's tied eight, eight to eight. Twenty-seven rings, baby. This is crazy. I like that for several innings. Actually, I was I was practicing when it happened. <laughs> oh, you're, do you still practice? And you know who tied it up? Jay Bruce. Of course, really. Of course, yeah. And and there's no. Do you do you feel like you discover something new? That you didn't know, like every, you know, I don't know, or ten you, or twelve times that or you practice. You like, oh wow, time. you know what? I just learned something for myself. Uh, it depends on what I'm doing right now. I'm preparing to play le- next week, so we p- we do what's usually referred to as a night with the feelies, and or an evening with the feelies, whatever they will. It gets booked as, and we do two sets, and, and so I had to prepare myself to be able to have the endurance to play two sets of yeah. you know what, what gets Stay pretty energetic towards the end and i mean when when you add in the encores we probably play for about three hours so what i do when i'm preparing to play shows is i uh played usually play to um, rehearsal tapes uh, or i'm sorry live shows like tonight and preparing for this round the shows i've been playing to mostly to a recording of our detroit show when we played Pitchfork uh, in July, the next night we played at a club in uh, Detroit, and I have an audio recording of that, and I've been practicing to that. Is when it I don't weird that you're coming pra- up, come up? That's when I kind of experiment a little bit more, you know, just fool around. Yeah, and they don't mind. Right? I mean, is it weird practicing along to like a recording of yourself or? Your- uh, no, I find it very helpful, but I, I don't yeah. think everyone does it. But I find it hard just to play really fast, vigorous stuff 
without something to play along to. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I could do it to a click track, but I prefer to do it like this. No, but you're a song. And then I'll, right? go, I'll go play my practice pen for about I'm, a half an hour. I'm not a great. So I, I'm not a great drummer, but I always uh, tried to play along to the song, and I think that's kind of the essence of, you know. No, that's how a lot of. I mean, I took drum lessons, <laughs> a lot of drum lessons over the years, but you know, I used to play along to records. That's how you learn. And that's why I'm going to say Yeah, up. exactly. I'm setting that's the kid up in the basement. Learn other people's fills and make them your own. <laughs> who, who is your best drum teacher? Uh, there were several. The first guy I had, whose name I don't even remember, got me started. <laughs> I didn't have him for very long. Then I took lessons from a gentleman whose name first name was Tom. I don't remember his last name. He was very... Mickley. Very encouraging. He said I had good hands, and at that point, it, that was like the really... A, a very important thing for me to hear someone occur, encouraging me that much. Then in college, I had one gentleman. His name is Nick Serrata. He's he's been around. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff. He was really good. Then I took one um, semester with a jazz guy named Rich DeRosa. He still plays around. Yeah, I think he plays mostly. <laughs> Why are Italians like, so good at drums and guitars? This is starting to sound guitars. like the like, beginning of Goodfellas. They really are. Like I grew up in Queens, and like <laughs> Johnny roast beef. Everyone who was good at drums and guitar was an Italian guy. I don't know why they have like. Yeah, the, Tom. Tom was an Italian guy from Jersey <laughs> City too. I, I grew up in a predominantly Italian town. Also, oh yeah. So. Sauce or gravy? No such thing as uh, gravy. Sauce. It was always called That's sauce. That's right. That's my mom, who's, who's <laughs> the furthest thing from Italian, always made better sauce than my Italian aunts did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Italian. What do you, what, what's the dinner like in the... Uh, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> the Domeski home. What do you got? What do you, are you still cooking the Italian meals? You cook? Oh, no, I, I, I cook a little bit, but mostly it's my wife. And yeah. She's German-Hungarian, so we have some German-Hungarian dishes. My 87-year-old mother-in-law you know, is from... The uh, section of Hungary close to Austria, so she knows some of those very ethnic oh, dishes, man. and she makes them. Is she she in the house? Upstairs. She's on the second floor. God bless. This is great. Wait, uh, the second floor? I think you're supposed to cook. Does she go down to the basement to cook, like no. the old Italians? Like no, the... empty nest. No, going we yeah. have, Do you have, we have, illegal... have a kitchen in the basement, but that's where my wife has her business. <laughs> yeah. That's where I bet, you know. In, well, in the basement. Not my friend Mario Asaro is here, and he's Sicilian, and his parents are really nice, and they don't speak a word of English, even though they've been here for 75 years. They don't cook in the good kitchen. And, you know, they, you know, they make a mess down in the basement, even though it's spotless. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. My mother-in-law has a heavy accent, but she speaks English well. Yeah. <laughs> and your 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 wife is a first-generation Hungarian, or she's American? Uh, she was born here. Oh, I see. Are you writing this down? <laughs> I'm just I'm taking notes, man. I want to know everything about Stan's life. <laughs> if I'm prying, just let me know. <laughs> Across the line. So what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> Nothing yet. I, I have a Saturn. A Saturn is a very good car. Nice. Oh. Did they still make those? No. No, but I it's like, you know, I guess it's got like 120,000 miles on it. Nice. It's still going strong, huh? Look at that. You drive, you drive to work every day? It. That's funny. My first drum teacher was like, I just bought a Saturn. This is like 1991. And I think he probably still has it, that bastard. Hey, run forever. It's beautiful. Treat okay, him right. They run forever. What's the thing you're most proud of uh, musically? in your entire life do you ever look back on that and think like oh man you know i don't really think in terms of pride as yeah. far as what i've done with music um i've gotten to do a lot of things that a lot of people haven't a lot of people like when i went to college for music education i didn't get my teaching degree but i basically took all my music courses i mean there were people who could play
place circles around me. And as far as I know, I'm the only one who went out and, you know, recorded five albums for a major label. And yeah. I guess I've recorded probably about 12 albums altogether by now. You don't have to be a jerk toward, about Toward the world and, you know, open for the Velvet Underground, you know. Not everyone can do yeah. things like that. Yeah, opening for the uh, the Velvet Underground much must have been kind of a uh, surreal pinch me moment. It was pretty weird, yeah. <laughs> Especially since John Cale wouldn't talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> do you get ner- do you get nervous before the shows, or or are you like fine? You're steady as a because I get nervous for every uh, show. Sometimes you know the nerve. I guess the most nervous I would get was the the few times we've been on TV, and there hasn't been a lot. I mean, the band was on Letterman, but that was when Letterman didn't let the drummer come on. We played. Uh, we were on <laughs> an early drums? MTV talk show called Mouth to Mouth. Wait a second. Time there's, out. There's Hold video on. of that on um, Back YouTube. Back it up. Did you have to? You were in the band. You go on Letterman and Anton Fig plays your drum part. <laughs> well, it was just Glenn, Bill, and Dave. They, they back then when they were on NBC. Yeah, that's horrible. They didn't let the whole band come on. I know they had Anton Fig with his beret play all the parts. With yeah, the he, he played. And they uh, give you a tambourine. It was right? basically the two the two main guys. Dave, the percussionist, and the, the late-night band. That's a, isn't but that, anyway, isn't I, that we the were weirdest on this other thing show, ever? and then, you know, anything <laughs> in, on TV is kind of nerve-wracking. But otherwise, no, I don't yeah. get nervous. Were you there for the Letterman thing, and you just had to, like, stand no, on the side? No, I was, of out, oh, I was okay. out in the backyard digging up the garden. So, when, I got to back it up even further. When you said that John wouldn't talk to you guys, I mean, were you trying to be friendly, or he just looks at you and... John Cale. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I mean, was he? Um, no, he just seemed really weird. Uh, he, he, he wasn't. I wouldn't even say he was rude. He just didn't seem to want to be bothered with us. And on the last night of the tour that we we did, because I think they went on to Greece after that, um, I went. Out, I had my unpeeled nice. banana album with me, and I went up to him and I said, <laughs> "Mr. Kell, will you please sign my album?" And he said, "No. Who are you?" And this is after it wasn't a long tour; it was only about two he, and a half. He answered and weeks. then asked who you were. That's funny. And then I then I told him, you know, I'm in the opening band, and you know, he kind of like tried to brush me off, and then he said, "Oh, okay." He signed it and he smiled at me and walked away. Yeah, well, I, it's, it's that not, old not thing, a real like, big deal, and in general, not a real big deal because everybody else was real nice. So. It didn't. I mean, at this stage in your career, it didn't like hurt you, like you know, like you, you didn't feel like you, when, it. It was odd, but yeah. he seems to be a, a pretty odd guy. You know, I, I've read things that he said, like when Sterling Morrison died, and he seemed pretty uh, thoughtful, and you know, he, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. It didn't go how it never goes how you think it's going to go. When you meet, I really wasn't that expecting idol. that much anyway, yeah. but it, it was it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're talking to Stan Domeski. Please tell me I'm sort pronouncing it right because I butcher everybody's name. Stan Domeski. There you go. All right, I did it. You're on. And uh, live from the Barrage Radio. Nope. Stan's been in Luna. He's been in the Phillies. He's in a million different bands. What are you doing now, Stan? Are you are you playing? We're playing in. Uh... <laughs> he's got a show coming. He's got up two next shows week. in the Luna. Rhode Island. That's why I'm on he's your like show. Regularly. Besides that, are you? Do you have any other um, projects? I, I mostly I just go to work. <laughs> like a no, normal everyday Joe there, and when you go to work, the yeah, people I mean, like the people like, hey I, man, I, I, I could you know go out and play on the weekends and stuff, but I don't really feel the need to you know play in bad bars and things like that. 
I've done enough of my playing, so at this point, I just save it for you know when we get nice shows with the the feelies. Do you, when you go to work, do people like uh, like Hey, I heard you're in that band, and then like uh, you're like Oh crap, here it comes. You know, like, my direct boss is an old friend. He actually got me the job, so I, I know he he's known me probably since like the mid seventies. So he knows all about it. Right. You don't have some guy uh, coming up to you like, hey, what are you in the Bon Jovi's there or something? <laughs> hey, you know, there. No, Drummer there. A couple guys will mention it, you know, and since, you know, the everything's on the Internet, you know, they'll see stuff on there. But no one's really interested. <laughs> the good well, earth, we man. are, and that's why we're having you on. I don't we're, mind. We're happy to have you, man. I love I the mean, good earth. I'm interested in everything Stan does. And uh, I want to know why he hates the paradiddle. I've heard that also. I've never said that. <laughs> well, I tried, I tried to bait, 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 bait and switch. I tried, to, I tried to bait you. John's trying to start an old school I, I radio war. I'm not, a, I'm not like a, you know, like a marching you know, guy who, I mean, I, like I said, when I went to college, there were guys who could play rings around me, circles around me, and yeah. a lot of them were like heavy-duty drum corps guys. I was never a drum corps guy, but I, I like stick control. It's stick control. My one, the main teacher I had in college said, Here's, this is what you need to do, and he was right. There were a couple great. Do you play triad grip? I used to play traditional grip for the most part, especially back then, just because part of it is because Charlie Watts did and mm -hmm. Doug Clifford from Credence did. And it was my first drum teacher said, hey, this is the way to play. You know, the guy in the Beatles plays wrong. <laughs> and up, up until about 1980, he's a great hairdresser. Most though. of the fast stuff, traditional grip right through college and up until about 1987. And then I, I switch over. I play almost exclusively uh, match grip now, yeah. and uh, usually with my palms down, or if I'm riding on the cymbal, it's, it's a thumbs up. I, I, I always had a problem with the trad grip. I could play it better with my right hand turned over than my left, which is weird. My, my, my drum teacher could play trad grip. Like, if he went to do a gig, he would play trad grip, but he'd teach me overhand match grip. And I still play brushes, mostly traditional grip. Yeah, I've just you know doing the circles and stuff is a lot easier. That I just find it easier. Let me uh, let me ask you this: Do you agree with this? This is what I tell everybody who's like, "How do you play drums?" I go, uh, "You know how your wrists move up and down, like in that in a natural way, like up and down like that. Hmm. Don't turn them to the side because that makes no sense. You have to keep your hands over because that's the way your wrist moves, dummy." I say to them, and then I get fired from a music emporium Sweet or whatever. Gig. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't get his teaching certificate either. <laughs> he didn't take his courses. You take your hand, your wrist moves up and down. If you turn it to the side, I guess you play the ride cymbal like that, all right? But, uh, you know, you got you to gotta go to with the natural flow of your arm, your joints. For God's sake! Uh, I guess so. I'm not really sure what you mean, to be honest. So yeah. I, I mean, like instead of like take having... a video and send it to me. I will. I will. Well, <laughs> you, don't, it. you don't want that. Oh, my friend. No, I'm saying like if you had your hands. Oh, well, for, I don't know. if you had your hands over, mm. you have your two arms out. Mm. You have your wrists going with the natural movement. Your of the knuckles rest, are horizontal. You can not see the tops saying. of your hands instead of. You uh, you, well, that's palms down. So you yeah, yeah. play like that. And, but sometimes I play thumbs up. Basically, you're talking about German grip is with your palms down. French grip is with your thumbs up. Right. Then there's American grip, which is kind of in between. Yeah. In general, I try to play palms down, but on cymbals, I think it sounds better to have my thumb up on my right hand yeah. when I when I run oh. on the cymbals. And I, <laughs> I really, we really actually got to the question. What kind of, hey, so you like uh, plastic tips on the cymbals? <laughs> no, nah, I don't like plastic tips. Someone was joking around, like, "Hey, you use five A's." I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to joke around now, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic tips are crap, right? You're here to say that. Uh, I understand why people use them, and some people like the brightness of them. I, I guess if you're playing like arenas, you know, it helps you to have the cymbals cut through. But, you know, yeah. just uh, I think it would tip sound a lot better. If you had to teach a drum class, what would be the, fir- the first and uh, the most important thing you would tell a kid to do? I really Besides haven't not thought in those it. terms in a long time. <laughs> I used to give a lot of drum lessons. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but even your kids too. Yeah, I haven't done that in a long time either. It's hard. Um, it's, it's harder to teach your kids, right? Is, I'd, you know, just, I'd much rather you know, teach another kid as you're playing. And if there's something holding you back from doing what you want, you need to make an adjustment from there. Interesting. Hmm. Want to play crap, not crap? That's that shit. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I did. Hey, man, <laughs> it, takes, it takes a lot to <laughs> shut me up. <laughs> Let's set it up. Uh, Stan, we play a game. You're too nice. He's not going to work. We play a game called Crap Not Crap on the show. Well, I'll just give you a band. You say they're crap or not crap. Do you want to play? Oh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, uh, like or not. All right. Well, you think, well, you, 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 you hate the ahead. Eagles. And, all right. We'll Dan. Go. You don't have to. I mean, it's a free country. He said, go ahead. No, it's all right. Go ahead. All right. Rush. I don't like Rush. <laughs> Eagles. I don't like the Eagles either. All right, we're off to a good start. You got, you got to remember, I was in high school from 1978. All you heard was the Eagles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the uh, 1978? How old are you? I told you, 57. No, how old are you in 1978? I'm. The, I don't want to have a calculator. I was. I, I graduated in high school in 78. I, I was 17. I turned 18. Uh, I graduated in June, obviously, and I turned 18 in August. So you hate, the, now you hear the Eagles. You're a senior in high school. You're like, F this. What crazy horse. August oh, oh, by the time I was a senior, I really hated them because, you know, that was prime punk rock new wave yeah. time. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff happening. How many? Was much more interesting did, you get to, did you get to see the Ramones? Like, the, I saw the Ramones only once. It was in 77. Oh. Opening for Iggy at the Palladium. Opening wow. for Iggy at the Palladium. Yeah. Oh, my God. In Manhattan. That must have been insane. It was a, it was a great show. Mario wants to know what the r- score is. Right around this time of year, actually. The score is uh, Rush? So, actually, it's 40 years ago, I guess. Holy wow. cow. Wow. God damn. Time flies, man. I would... oh, I'm going to die soon. Rush, uh, <laughs> Rush crap, Eagles crap, Misfits. Uh, Danzig seems like a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's from Lodi. I see that. <laughs> um, Stuck I, in I, Lodi I again. With the other guys where oh, they Lord. seemed okay, but I, I never listened to them. I just thought that was kind of that music was kind of silly. I know it runs the gamut of uh, many decades, but how about Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd? Yeah. Um, first album, you know, with the, the, the Sid, Sid Barrett stuff, stuff is great. Some of the other stuff, like I got, I got like that condensed box set that they put out. Uh, last holiday season and that's really good um i don't need to hear dark side of the moon anymore yeah i, I thought Anim- animals was released when i was in high school and i liked that i went I, to see yeah. them at Madison <laughs> square garden on that Sounds like a half so crap. it was pretty good but it was also you know real slow plotting kind of you know dopey it wasn't, no. it wasn't energetic yeah i yeah. like you know i like the early stuff too because i was i was in college and we listened to a lot of those old Pink Floyd albums, and uh, we were high, so it was. I'm it was like good you, though. Yeah. As soon as I hear the alarm clocks, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to punch it. Yeah, it, no it got overplayed on the radio. That's it's, a lot of it. It's sativa music. How about uh, Bad Brains? You ever see Bad Brains? Or are, they, are they crap or not? Crap? I'm not interested in that ty- type of music. Right. Plus, so, it appears that they're kind of homophobic. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're when you're in 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 the early eighties when okay. when you start to go to the clubs and it gets more bad brainsy, it gets more hardcorey, gets more early Beastie Boys thing. You're not as the Sonic Youth. Um, I, I really didn't like any hardcore stuff because you know, I mean, it's stupid. Being like fifteen, <laughs> sixteen, seventeen, and like you know. I guess the first Dolls album came out when I was like 14, and, you know, that blows just about everything away. Yeah, right. And then, you know, it keeps on getting even more exciting with the Ramones coming out, which, you know, I, I had mixed feelings about the, Mar- the Ramones. The Mar- the oh, yeah. oh, my own. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean that. The Marone. Um, oh, my own. Then, you know, I mean, I really liked um, television was, was, was the thing oh, that really yeah. did it for me. Jesus, And then Talking Heads. They just announced they're playing um, on New Year's Eve. Just, over you know, that, that, that music, and then you had, you know, this I, I was a big Sex Pistols fan, and a little bit later, I, I liked the Clash a lot. But then you had like American hardcore bands come out, and I just didn't think they were that good. Where do, I, sounds, I was in a hardcore band. Sounds good when you're falling off a skateboard, though. Where, where, where does where does Gang of Four fit into that? For for, for I like uh, I, I like a lot of Gang of Four stuff, but that's not really hardcore. You know, it's yeah, some sort of weird punk and later funk uh, type music. Uh, Black Sabbath. You know, I got Masters of Reality when I was 12 for Christmas, and I thought it was great back then. Uh, it didn't last long. Mm. I learned a lot from that drummer, though. I'll, I'll give you that. He, he plays, was a great drummer. You know, uh, there were a lot, uh, I guess when you're growing up, there are a lot of drummers who were, you know, the rock and roll like really wasn't invented almost. Like It was, a, you were, it was still being, uh, you know, come up with. And that out. was, you know, a pretty exciting time for me, you know, learning how to play during that period. So you had guys who were drummers who uh, grew up on... You know, playing like traditional jazz stuff, and uh, you know, kind of uh, pasted it onto this rock and roll. That's my own mm-hmm. history. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, uh, well, we know you don't like Kiss. We know you love the New York Dolls. How about Creedence Clearwater Revival? Oh, I love Creedence. They're, yeah. they're right. incredible band, and I learned how to play to those records. I mean, the first two songs I learned how to play. And they were relatively current were Brown Sugar and uh, Let It Be, and Credence was pretty current around that time, too. Right. So I, I learned a lot from Credence. What's your favorite Stones album? I don't know if I have a favorite song. Um, album. What's the, what's the best Stones record? Leading the the best Credence record? The best Stones record. Excellent. Oh, best Excellent. Stones record. I'm sorry. Um, Sticky Fingers, Exile, or? I, I, my, my favorite is probably Aftermath. Goathead. Oh, wow. really? Out of left field. Reaching down. When they started a swing. In there. <laughs> oh, I think that was the first record that they wrote all the songs on, too. Mm. What was the record? Breakers Banquet's real good. Sticky yeah. Fingers is real good. And Exile's um, real good. Let It Bleed, no? Goathead. I, I like Let It Bleed, too. Yeah, it's, you know, that was kind of a sad record because it's you know, the end of Brian Jones. Yeah. Oh, he's not still in the band. <laughs> he, I think he's on, he's on only some of it. His contributions are minimal. What was the what, who was the drummer that you played along with the most? You think when you were a kid, like learning to play, like what was the? Record? It was probably Charlie. Yeah, probably Charlie Watts. Yeah. yeah. What about the Police? Crap, not crap. I wouldn't say they're crap, but I really I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. He, of he's a, they're all great musicians, but I'm I, I have like one Police record. I think a 45. Ooh. I'm going to ask you the most polarizing question of all, and uh, this divides pretty much the audience, the the, the cast of the show, the guests, and everyone else. Um, I have an opinion. I think I, 
If I had to bet, I'd bet. All right, so don't wager. <laughs> just ask him. Steely Dan, crap or not crap? What do you think of Steely Dan? Oh, they're, they're definitely not crap, but, <gasps> you know, I like their first few singles I thought were great when they were on the radio. Yeah. You know, it's like really nice, sophisticated pop music. By the time Asia came out, I didn't want to hear it anymore. It was wow. very homogenized, I thought. Right. Um, I know a lot of people really love that record. Um, it just seemed uh, a little bit overproduced. It, it was like, I mean, you got to consider the time frame it came out in, and uh, it was it wasn't exciting at all. I felt. Right. We'll do one last one for good measure about Ted Nugent. I, I have a lot of respect <laughs> for Steely Dan. I'm sorry, sorry the guy died. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's the, yeah. Well, you know, none of us are going to make fun of that. That's terrible. That was right. And he's from Queens, by the way, Walter Beck. Yeah. Queens boy. Listen, I don't like Steely Dan, but that doesn't mean <laughs> man's man's death is. You're not going to set his house on fire. No, and I didn't. And by by the way, on Facebook, I said nothing when that guy died. <laughs> no ill will. I didn't make some wise crack. I, I kept my mouth shut. Turn that light out. My light is bothering you. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Dan, for calling in so much. Uh, Stan. Really appreciate Stan. Stan Damascus. We're yelling at I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of Steely Dan. Yeah. So, Stan, Dan on the brain, man. Stan, I've had a couple cocktails. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I apologize because I'm a little marble mouth, which is bad for being on the radio. But we really appreciate you calling in. And, uh, I mean, I, I can't yeah. thank you enough for doing it. It's really, oh, you're welcome. Really nice of you to do it. And don't forget to see Stan and the Feelies. Uh, can you plug that once once more for everybody? Uh Next Friday, the 13th, at the Met in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Next Saturday, the 14th, at the Sinclair in wonderful Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Wow. And Listen, that, if you haven't seen the Feelies, you're cheating yourself. Go out and go out and check it out. And that last record's really good. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I really appreciate like you one. having yeah, me, cool. and uh, thank you for everything. Yeah, yeah. Just Stan, fun to chat. Stan, thank you so much, man. Thank really you. appreciate it. Very nice of you to, to do it, and uh, we can't thank you enough, man. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. All right. There's Stan. Okay. Yeah. Woo! Right, Take care, man. Good luck. There's Stan. Oh, my gosh. That's entertaining. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I can talk. Oh, whoops. I hit the, <laughs> I hit the drum rolls down my head. That's Stan actually playing. Practicing the I could talk drums all day. It's boring the, for the audience, but I could talk it all day, baby. The good thing audience. Who, which nice audience? Gung work. Listen, Are you I, talking about drum talk with John Chuselhan? It's <laughs> drum talk. You're on Tama Talk with Dan Nara and with Plastic I, Tips. I could Plastic yeah, but you Tips. You know they changed the lugs. <laughs> the first Plastic Tips album. Fantastic. Then it went downhill after, downhill uh, after that. After you know, brushes. Bombs down after yeah. that. I'm excited after brushes. <laughs> I did to I'd see a band called Regal Tip. <laughs> that was my nickname in college. They're worth checking out. It's the name of my side yeah. project. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> Featuring Pat and pending. Pat LLC. And patent pending, the, the new uh, magician group who's sweeping Las Vegas. <laughs> By storm. One guy doesn't talk, the other guy's a jerk off. <laughs> well, you never know if he's going to talk. Oh, it's pending. pending. What's that behind your ear? A quarter? The other guy's like, I don't know, I don't talk, you idiot. <laughs> But he may. It's pending. He, gets, he cuts his jugular. <laughs> we just came up with a new skit. <laughs> Patent pending is the new... <laughs> the new... Um, avant-garde magic. It's the new sitcom with yeah. Patton Oswalt. Yeah. He never shows up yeah. I shoot my mouth set. off. I shoot my mouth off and the other guy can't get a word in. First season of Patent pending is uh, Patton every Oswalt. Friday. Patton Oswalt he's, he's not on the show. And Penn Teller. There's waiting. Been most everywhere. Will Where's Pat? Will he speak? <laughs> Pending's only seen the sights a girl could see from Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> what a crazy pair. <laughs>
Hey, where's Pat Oswalt? I don't know. I haven't seen him. Maybe season two. Patent pending. Lots of plosives in this song. Have you seen him? It's patent pending. He's going to show up any minute now. He's a big star until now. Until then, there's uh, little Sheldon or whatever that freaks out. <laughs> <is. laughs> <laughs> a little prick. Little bastard. <laughs> Pat little and Pending bag. and little Sheldon. So stay tuned for Unfunny Junior. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Mid-season replacement. I don't get it either, Barry. Sheldon. What is that guy's name? Sheldon Trump. Little Sheldon. Snorch. Sheldon Junior. He's Jenner. annoying Sheldon as an adult. Right, that show stinks. You ever watch that show without the laugh track, Mario? I know you have it. No, I. Uh, Mario, you, you ever watch that show without your pants off? Oh! I do watch shows without my pants all the time. <laughs> Coloco. I'm like the dad in the Goldbergs. Alone. I come home, I drop my shorts, I sit in front of the TV. Let's do it. Mm. I, don't, <laughs> I don't get that show. Why is it so popular? Why is it number one? I'm glad you think that. I figured you'd like fun. that because you love Hillary. <laughs> he loves Hillary Clinton and he loves, like, he's like. All of a sudden, he realized the other day that Donald Trump's bad yeah, or something. It's another example of the America's obsession. Yeah, I just realized that Donald Trump is bad. <laughs> it's another example of America's obsession with dumb, phony voices. What's going on, Mario? The main dude. Uh, <laughs> Brad, <laughs> Brad Garrett was on that, uh, that uh, uh, Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond show. Uh, Raymond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's quite a poker player, that Brad. <clears throat> you made a good face when you did that, too. That's good. Uh, this is Brad Garrett. It's my Brad Garrett as Raymond. All of a sudden, it's Tom Waits. Raymond's fictional brother. Sit back the train. It's been another great show, fellas. Thank you, everybody. Uh, is it over? My car is here. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. We're fighting the good fight. Yeah. We're going to have two Uber drivers in here. We're going to have them fight it out. <laughs> over routes. <laughs> over routes. <laughs> take Northern. You know, we, what, what should we do, Tommy? Take a break? Yeah, let's take a little break. Come back, Come back with, with the news. With Mario's Take 5, oh, well, the news, and the uh, game. I'd like to see, Trouble uh, at the cookout, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mario. Take us out. What's up Trouble with the, the cookout, Paul? What's going on? <laughs> Every week there's another drummer. <laughs> I'm like an artist, oh, a visual artist. I'm looking for work, this? Mario. Visual artist on the radio. <laughs> Mario, do you remember saying this? My parents got lost on the way to Villagitalia. <laughs> next thing I know, oh. I'm seven years old and hanging out with Jimi Hendrix. That's right. That's when we went to Woodstock. I believe that whole thing's a lie. <sighs> Mary, you I put that on my lie page. Uh, well, dream. You know. Mary, you hung out with Jimi Hendrix? We are stardust. <laughs> we are stardust. Everything I say is uh, mixed with uh, a little fiction because if they were exactly true, I might get um, no. seriously charged. We don't charged. want fiction. It's embellishment. Uh, I always play with fiction. It cannot be true. It cannot be true. For example, uh, if I ask you now what happened to that hash stick that I hid behind the bar, the I hash? might not be talking about a real hash stick at all. We could be sued <laughs> for libel. <laughs> Tie stick. Why, did you hide something behind the bar? We've got to take a break and find that. We'll find it. We're, we're going to go hide the yeah. right, Let's come back. I want to talk to you guys about how you get things to go viral. I'm on, the, I'm on the internet now. <laughs> Mayor's drug talk should be accompanied with that old-time wow. piano. <laughs> you want to know I how? I got a quaalude. <laughs> with echo. And then I got a tie stick. I got loopy. <laughs> I don't know how to change my father's tire. Alcapoco gold. We got some goofballs. It's <laughs> a <laughs> Maui Waui. It was 40 an ounce. My mother drove me to the Javits Center. <laughs> we'll be back. I got and, to <laughs> we'll be back soon. Short break. And, uh, short break. After this short break, thank you very much. We will. Uh, uh, we will teach Mario how to make things go viral on the internet. My room. Acid was in everything. Man, if we knew. Let's back after this, Mikey. Oh, we put it in a cast iron pan. 
How many slots? No, no battery power remains. Give me the plug. Give me the plug. Get on Take it easy. And then I copped the lid. I copped the lid in the remote. I gave them a T minus. Regal Park. We used to do funny bunnies. Are you looking for music? Play the song that I inspired Ethan to write. No, listen, I I have Pete on the curating tip, man. Pete's job is to get the music. We right. called them loonies because they were made by the Maloon <laughs> Manufacturing <laughs> Consortium. By the way, go see the loonies this Friday night at, <laughs> at the Met of Portchester. What a disaster. Don't I'm sorry, do everyone. I don't care that he's dead. I didn't we'll like him back. when he was alive. Don't I do I like it. that this show is so horrible, and then people are like, what ha- where's the podcast? I want to hear it. There's nothing coming out of this. Really? I listen to it at work. Where's the podcast? You listen to it at work? There's uh, nothing, nothing coming out. Thursday afternoon. Oh, thank you, everybody. Hit Why me. don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Exactly. That stupid apple dongle. It looks like one of those teeth cleaning things. Sucks. My boss walks by wonders why I'm laughing. Pop me up. Oh. Hi. Pop me up. You're potted up. No, the iPad isn't. All right, it? do it. I'm waiting on you. Go. It's going. Go more. No. Right. There you go. There we go. This is Tom. So some show. Back after this. Little Nick came in the bad seats for you.
Yeah, it's live from the broadcast radio dub. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, well, way more fun, y'all. <laughs> On Aton Mursky. You guys. <laughs> it's the last home game of the season. This is Aton Mursky. With last home game of the season, which Mario decided to make about himself, which had nothing to do with him. It's like he wrote a song about us! He did not. You're a sick man. There's a guy in the section behind us Screaming, wait until next year You try rhyming Mario with him Last home game of the season It's here It's the last home game of the season Let's enjoy it tonight if we can We've endured our fair share of losing but I guess that's just part of God's plan And the guy in the section behind us Started crying in his beard Yeah, the last home game of the season is here By the way, at the game Oh, this is not the way that it was supposed to go They said we'd be number one Aton's like this unassuming guy. He booed the loudest I've ever heard in my entire life. It's the last home game of the season. And the stands are half empty. He's like this little Jewish guy who doesn't drink or smoke or He doesn't even drink water. Or eat vegetables. He just boos. That's all he does. Still, we had some good times together, and I'll see you all next year. Yeah, the last home game of the season. Like he thinks we had good times together. All he does is complain about the Mets. Yeah, the last home game of the season. Give me that plug. Uh, pull the pull the plug. <laughs> you making Pat look up things on YouTube? It's terrible. <laughs> I ain't looking up nothing. God damn it, we're back. Uh, I'm just kidding. We'll be back in about uh, a couple minutes. What? What? You want to come back right now, Tommy? No, nobody cares what you think. I said Tommy, producer of the show. I can hear you like in the room. What? I don't care how you feel ever. All right, thank you. Little sugar, little honey, natural bee. All right, we can come back and listen to Honey Bee at the same time because that's a hell of a guitar sound, isn't it? Uh, uh, Pat, did you have any? I know you're a big Tom Petty fan. I played tubs on this, actually. It sounds like you. Yeah. I know right before Tom Petty kind of died, like you had an interaction with him with your... You bought his guitar. Is that really your, his guitar? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like Tom Petty said something to Pat. And, was uh, he that hard up? No. <laughs> Why are you so loud? 
correct me if I'm wrong, that like it was a guitar Pat like wanted or was looking, and Tom Petty was like, oh, let me finish up with the, mm. the, the shows and uh, let the kid have it. No, that's that's a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was something along the lines of let the kid have it, but it was... Uh, let the kid have it. Yeah. But, uh, take care of the name of your new album. Take, yeah, care, no, of the, he, take care of the kid. It was, uh, it was a guitar ad uh, bid on, and the... Uh, the rep who had the guitar was like, "Oh yeah, sorry, uh, Tom came by and took it." So I'm like, I'm like, well, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the rules of this type of thing, but I was like, if somebody was more of a hard on than me, Cleveland, I thought the Yankees would win that game all day. They were destined to win that game. Yankees going in an 0-2 hole now in the playoffs. Coming home in the hole. Did they, Pat? Did the death of Tom Petty affect you? I know you don't. Uh, you're not. You don't want to post on Facebook at, at all, or like a million times. But did it like bother you at all? Or? I'll tell you what bothered me. What, what bothered me is the fact that CBS News announced that he was fucking dead at 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning, yeah, so and then it friends. wasn't confirmed for another 12 hours later. Yeah. So could you imagine what the phones of his loved ones were like? Oh, well, it's a tricky situation because it's no, very, it's not. It is. Don't post it is, anything it is. because it's not the, Tom Petty. Died isn't well, there's your nothing. Story. No, it's there's story. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with posting a story saying that he's rushed to the hospital. That's total news. You posted he was dead, but it was like weird. ten times. Right. Was no, like, no, no, no. There was no brain. That's what the news was coming out, John. Ahead, so Tommy, yeah, yeah, but but, right. but they didn't. But, but the why? whole thing is, it came from the LAPD, right. who is not in the jurisdiction of Malibu. That's LA County. Stay out of Malibu. So, so they even they they called the wrong person for reference, yeah. and it was like you know, like oh yeah, yeah, sure, he's dead. Well, Click. in all seriousness, you know. Tommy, I'm not busting your chops. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I don't mean to come down, and you will. But, but do you think that like you need to like post about it first? And what is the reason? Like, for no, I, well, first of all, I didn't post about it first. I, and now when I made my thing, I wasn't talking about you specifically. I, I, I really I wasn't. heard it on Tommy Rockstar. But news. I mean, is it seems like everyone is so hungry to be the first like I knew Tom Petty was well, dead first or I knew this guy was well, dead it's, first it's the it's a very it's, yeah, it's very you know, strange well, it's ghoulish if I can, if I can it's answer, ghoulish it I, is ghoulish if I can answer I think people are looking sure. to commiserate with other people and I think that it's it hits them hard and, and they're kind of in shock so they do it by but why do you want to be know, the guy who like TRNN is a news network that's bad news it's not you know and they they have to break the news to people. I, well, TRNN is taking that it very I, seriously. That I, that I get. No, I want to be, I'm, I'm, I know, be clear. I was not. The, first of all, I was not the first to post it. And of course By not. a long shot. Yeah, and second sure. of all, I wasn't aiming to do that. In fact, but when you wake up in the morning and you see Tom Petty mm. is dead, Believe? and you're like, shit, yeah. man, I should have woke up an hour ago. Or That's something. like no. when I heard that Paul McCartney was dead. Yeah, I remember it clearly. Well, anyway, <laughs> he kept the guitar for three months and decided to I'm not coming down any time. I'm, nice, I'm asking nice like, act, what huh? the thinking is behind it, because I, th- I just think it's like, hey, man, <laughs> no, let's I'm just wait you. and I, see what's going on. Well, first of all, Leah told me, so I found out through other people. Um, and second of all, like I said. Who the hell is Leopold? Pe- oh. People are kind of sad and they're commiserating they, and they're in shock and they just want to like... Will Leah now make uh, a dolls of an alive Tom Petty, a dead Tom Petty, a brain dead Tom Petty, a live Tom Petty on an ICU ventilator and then the real dead Tom Petty, the DNR Tom Petty. I don't think so. I was a little sad when it happened, even though I don't like Tom Petty. But did you see his daughter's like Instagram when she was? I think it was a little over the top. I looked at it and I couldn't figure it. Make heads or tails of it. So it was weird. It's just because he's young. It was sad. Every time somebody is sixty something dies, of course it's sad. That's me. That's me in eight years. My my question is why is rails for years? Go ahead, John. He wasn't your. He wasn't any of our friends. It wasn't something like. Why do you have to let people know? Not you, Tommy. The royal you. 
Why do people have to let people know? Like this affected me so deeply. I need everyone to well, know. Well, obviously, it's a, it's a strong connection. It's in, it went the viral. The whole I fucking went, internet. It went viral. It's I all just it a distraction from the Russia investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While you were uh, yeah. watching the death of Tom Petty, <laughs> while you were seeing American <laughs> Girl, we passed the. Uh, I mean, Tom get, Petty uh, is look, a false flag. Let's look at it. That's right. Let's look at a juxtaposition. <laughs> false flag. Who's look, the most important living songwriter that we can ax? Let's look. <laughs> get people off of our tail. <laughs> you got to get these white people to focus on other shit. Get me Petty. He smokes, right? <laughs> let's look at a juxtaposition of the Vegas shooting, right, against the Tom Petty story, right? And no, let's not talk about the Vegas shooting. So. Right. Okay. The, Go ahead. The Vegas situation is is was equally. I'm worried about the bass on your mic situation. My mic's not even on. Right, Go ahead. Right. Yeah, because you're screaming into the mic. Oh, your mic is on, but you're like crazy no, screaming, man. He's, oh, he's now totally it's, off now. It's the headphone. I can't well, hear of course. It. I can't hear it. What do you think? I'm picking on you specifically. Uh, you possibly. Not you. Anyway, what right. I was going to say was like that was equally as sad, but. Try it's almost that. like we've become <laughs> yeah. there we go. Oh, a little Christ. desensitized to these shootings, and right. it's 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 shocking. And, and now look at Tom Petty. We sp- some of us have spent forty years with him from a like a musical standpoint, from a yeah. connection. I don't understand the connection between the the oh, Las Vegas God. thing and Tom Petty. Oh, well, no. seriously, guys, guys, when the hell would I say that a fucking bit we're doing is in bad taste? Well, it's not a bit. I'm I'm it's no curious bad taste at all. We're discussing. I disagree with you, Pat. Then there's baseball. I don't think that oh, makes any boy. sense, Tom. Baseball. But you I'm know what? The common denominator is you. No, what I'm saying is that Tom Petty no, has nothing to do with the common denominator. Is everybody is quick to share that, right? Your thoughts yeah. and prayers. So, so like, why? <laughs> why though? Someone else is going to share it. We have the news. We don't need you to share the, ignis- the existence of Facebook. Like, why? Do, why? Do, why are people quick to share? You're, you're not one to quick to share. That's fine, but because they they want it to be about themselves. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, man. I, I don't. I just people want to commiserate and they want to connect with others mm-hmm. on a, either yeah, a happy right. topic or sad. When okay. Trump loses or wins or whatever, people want to connect. So <laughs> he lost. Oh man, I don't know. Can don't we know. address my question? How do I make something go viral then? I want to share with the world. What are you trying to make go viral? You have to have, have content that's been, good. I, th- I, yeah, think, well, you, I, I think you've been <laughs> literally viral for a long time. Once I have the content. <laughs> it's going to wipe out half the population. Yeah, Mario wants, it, wants something to go bacterial. You got it all in the bag. Once I have the content, how do you make it spread? <laughs> <laughs> I said you're that. carrying viruses. <laughs> I, I, you went viral at your, at your uh, barbecue when you handed me a sausage. That's my joke. At I mean, the you actually <laughs> carry viruses. Stephen King wrote a book about you You've got a dog face. Mary, right. first of all, you got to start getting That's a fan base. Do you have a fan base? <laughs> no, I got John. <laughs> you need more followers, and then all of a sudden they'll share that shit. Mm. Well, you know, you have to. You have I to be got good you. I think I I texted you, Tommy. I said put this on the Twitter and make it go viral. For help well, me out Twitter. here. What was it? What? I, Parasitic I, suits you better. Some dumb. <laughs> <laughs> some Trumpian outlook on life. I had. Yeah, you know? He wrote this big letter to Trump. Like all of a sudden he had a revelation. Like no one's ever thought of it before. Him? And he's like an old man I with a brand new computer. People. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Mary, you don't have a Twitter account? <laughs> you want to send a link to I Charlie Callis on Ed Sullivan? I do, son. Tommy, he Mary just said Mitchell. the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President. I have one. I have one through my son because when we went to the Met game, you could get like free something if you Twitter your Trump. section. By the way, I did get a letter back from the Attorney General, so don't. How do I share this photo? Good for you. Look at this. You know what it says? <laughs> what? I'm what a monkey on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> Washing your cat. Let me read it for you. I am writing in response to the comments you submitted to the New York State Attorney General. A really big show. Bureau of Internet and Technology. The Bureau of Federal Investigation. On behalf of the Bureau of, uh, what did you win? The award for uh, 
Outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. <laughs> On behalf of the Attorney General, I want to thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts. What so color see, stamp this, was it? This stuff doesn't go unnoticed. You can make complaints. I do have valid complaints. It was an upside down airplane. You know, wait, wait, what did you complain about in the first place? This all happened because I had a nice, witty retort to our president's it wasn't funny. reaction to the I NBA, got news for you. I got to tell you NFL. something. Nothing he says is funny. And John doesn't Sorry. help me out because he considers it No, my because friend. it's not funny. Because, but watch him. He berates me here, but later no, he'll get drunk. Funny. And then he'll give me a big bear hug and tell yeah, me. Yeah, well, I like you. Me. You're not funny, though. And, uh, well, thank you. Thank you You're very welcome. much. You the trying? things you think are funny, like the old I'm dad jokes. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I was asking you to be a friend and, Jesus Christ, and Mike not come down on me. Jesus physics. I'm not. Well, I didn't come down on you. I said you just yeah, thought of it. Yeah. Well, I did, I guess. I'm you sorry. did. You did. You kind of I'm went not there. sorry, though. You went to the Hillary place where you always like to go. Because now all of a sudden, whoa, I just right now, out of Donald Trump's bed. I read a letter to Chuck Schumer. I'm sure he's on the forefront of the revolution. Well, I at, took the kids to Hillary place. At least he's doing something. <laughs> it's up in Reddingtown, Pennsylvania. Let's hear this letter. Hillary no, place is my anyway, favorite gin blossom That was song. a different topic, the Attorney General. Right now I'm on the vote. What is this constitutional convention? Mario, name the Attorney the General. Con-Con. The Attorney General, he signed my later, le, later, my later is from Eric, later, T, Eric T. Schneiderman. Simon wow. later. Comic-Con. Anyhow, what's going on with the convention here, the New York convention? Are we Comic-Con? voting no? Is, what's the official <laughs> barrage stance? I'm voting no on the Comic-Con. I thought you had to be a teacher's union person. November 7th. You pay dues. None of us are in the teacher's union. No, it's anybody. It's the oh. state vote. Say yes to cosplay. Mario, what's this vote about? <laughs> this vote, basically, okay, you got two sides. <laughs> One side is is a chance to make a progressive change, a la like the people who thought Bernie was the answer. And the other side is the possibility of a Trumpian-like disaster. Right, like what's, what Hillary. really happened. Right. <laughs> no, where Hillary doesn't get voted, where the left is, is divided, Why is nobody gets so voted in, and uh, we have the disaster we're living in. Nobody now. gets voted in. Right. So <laughs> I urge my fellow New York listeners and all across the state to I'm think seriously to turn off that about light. thinking vote no. Okay, we'll on vote the no. Con- Constitutional Convention, New York. I vote no on your iPhone. Like, can you turn that off? <laughs> I agree please? with that, Mario. I, I, I can't see. I agree with that. You know, right. it's it's very simple. It sounds pie in the sky, and ideally, it would be great. But unfortunately, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what this world's become, because in secret, when people vote, they're not on our side. They're not progressive. America is not a progressive country. So you bow to that and and play that game. Play their game. That's John. ridiculous. What's in the news? That's all I think. That's, There's Mario. That's Take five with Mario. Good Mario, job, man. We'll vote Mario, I agree with you more than you think I, I don't. So, you know. Right. We just don't come together on the exact uh, way to go about it. And uh, here's Tommy with the news, and Alex Lifeson has died. Isn't that right, Tom? What? <laughs> also, <laughs> Neil Peart. <laughs> I heard <laughs> Tom Petty died. This is true. Bill Collins still lives. Donald Fagan experienced a sympathy death. Man, you know, Donald Fagan. From the ashes. He of changed Fagan. my entire life. I'm sad he's gone. Mary, I'll vote no for you, buddy. Don't worry. Speaking Get five of, my, of your friends to do I've, I've, I've succeeded tonight and alienated Tommy and Mario in five minutes. Pete's a little pissed off. I'm on the bubble. Yeah, Pat's, Pat hates me yeah. just for, uh, you know, for, uh, fucking I, having fucking it on the show. I, I just want to practice more. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in the news? All right, all right. Breaking, breaking news. news. Tommy Rockstar. Rock Speaking what's of dead rock and rollers. <clears throat> Alt-rocker Marilyn Manson's New York City's concert has been cut short this week after a giant stage prop in the shape of a gun fell on top of the singer Two guns. while he was performing oh, hot cover of Sweet Dreams. 
I, please tell me it was cut short because of a small person. <laughs> I actually, the irony is it was Billy Barty. <laughs> we represent. <laughs> Fan shot footage appears to show Manson. Fan. Fan? Marilyn Fanson's? <laughs> Union buster Billy Barty. <laughs> oh, they're in the story, too. <laughs> men, men Even <laughs> <laughs> Even David God is getting into the act, buddy. Attempt- He's kicking over scenery. Uh, the footage attempt- uh, shows Manson <laughs> attempting to grab hold of the scaffolding. I take one direction from one person. On the prop and then climb on it before losing his balance <laughs> and falling backwards as the prop came down on him. Oh, oh, what do you expect ca- for a prop in the 1930s? I look at the calendar and I'm sick, babe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I noticed you called him sick on Saturday. Sunday. I don't look at the calendar when I'm sick, babe. <laughs> Rest in peace. Guy was in Vietnam. Some jerk loves making fun of him. Fuck you. Disgruntled union stagehands then immediately... <laughs> Immediately rush the stage to pull the prop off Manson. The proper reading is the reading I'm giving him. <laughs> <laughs> Union sta- stagehands rush the stage? Yes. <laughs> stagehands. What? What? That's Strike. against the contract. I'm not used to having more than one person in there. <laughs> one more word from you when you go. <laughs> Who found the singer grunting and... <laughs> Grunting and groaning. Sounds like Randy Newman doing Orson Welles. Billy. Sounds like a trippy dog. <laughs> Union Buster Billy Barty. I don't move for nobody. Pen and Verdi. You can't be having emphasize eating an emphasis. It's not in the PLA. You short people. Uh, yes, the disgruntled union singer. Uh, yes. Found I'll go up on you. The singer grunting and groaning. Yankees lose. Yankees lose. They, found, they found the singer grunting and groaning on stage. Grunting and groaning. Quote, there was a lot of confusion in the crowd when it happened. People thought it was maybe an act. Confusion on this show. Maybe it's an act. I only go to the theater once every thousand. You must have seen this. I dressed up for this shit. Turned him to stone. I walked the red car. Help me with this bow tie. Where's Rose McAllen? Says John Hill, a man who was at the show. She's a pretend vampire. <laughs> Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. She's a firecracker. Ooh, I what like a, her style. What a tomato. She takes no shit. Quote, <laughs> when the guitar is dropped. She to be vampire, but she is no vampire. When the guitar is dropped. Like me, to put me in my place, but I have a thousand years to run. When the guitarist dropped his jaw... I wasted many of my years cr- watching Charm. The crowd the started union. to freak out. Everyone was really worried then, and chants started happening. Quote, uh, there's really no word as to uh, Manson was seriously injured. Enchant is, by the way, the was the against Charmed, I believe. <laughs> from Channel the ashes Nine. of Charmed comes Enchanted. People weren't sure if Manson was injured, but they're pretty confident he won't live long anyway. <laughs> Though apparently there were reports that he was taken to a hospital in New Jersey by accident. Right. A rep for Mr. Manson told That's TRN. That's a kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Right. Own. Welcome to That's my right. hospital. You've got to read those contracts. <laughs> a rep? <laughs> You've got to read the fine print. <laughs> my eyesight is not what it was. It is no, no Ohio New Jersey. Why is that printed in 32-point type? That's how they get you. What language is that? <laughs> Can't keep track. It's Sanskrit. <laughs> A rep for Mr. Manson told TRN, quote, Marilyn suffered injuries toward the end of his incredible show in New York City. <laughs> Mr. Manson. I love when people get hurt on stage. That's the funniest shit ever. I love that he's still plugging them even in his injury. He will be He suffered injuries after an incredible show. He's no. being <laughs> treated at the local three hospital. Hour talking about it for years. We were blown away until the light fiction mm-hmm. fell in his I heard he died 10, 15 this morning. It was a I died every day. Every day when the sunrise. But it's expected to be okay. Morning. I look at death. Noon. 
The hijinks came just. The hijinks came just one day. Brunch is out of the question. <laughs> the hijinks came just one day after Ma- Manson's gig in Pittsburgh, where he potentially broke his ankle while performing. Hello, Pittsburgh. The beautiful people. <laughs> the most evil town of all time. My name is Matt and Matt. You know, I am here to teach you. Am I in Allentown? My dark ways. I remember Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. John, can you turn Mary up a little? I remember you like steel. When the steel industry was booming. (laughs) I was alive, for I am undead. I remember Terry Bradshaw. All went downhill when they closed the railroad. In other news. Carnegie. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look into my eyes. I've been around since the Eisenhower administration. Deer hunter. We're going to shift gears here and go to London. Uh, close to where I live. Uh, Sex Pistols uh, <laughs> legend Johnny Rotten. Sex Pistols legend Johnny Rotten apparently missed his own party, uh, but he, he can't blame the fascist re- regime this time around. I'm keeping my mouth shut here. Mr. Rotten, a.k.a. Johnny Lydon, age 61. I have nothing to do with His blood is just cocaine. Was not allowed into his own soiree after apparently showing up drunk as he arrived at the premiere of his movie. Soiree. The public yeah. image is rotten in London's <laughs> Leicester Square. Wow. He wasn't drunk. He's just from Cork. That is, <laughs> is common. Hello. This. Hello he kicked me out of his show for being too drunk. And now you feel better about <laughs> yeah. That guy. Mario. <laughs> Blimey. Get to go, Mario. No, he stood up. He said, not again. get this fucking asshole out of here. Really? <laughs> yes, he did. And then he pointed at you and then he and was then like, he that hugged, guy first. Then he hugged Joe Sanchez. <laughs> Joe Wah? Yeah. From the Yankees. Okay. Staff at a nearby bar later refused. <laughs> Joe Wah from Middle Village who shoplifts every time he goes exactly. to his door? Johnny Lydon <laughs> had his arms around him and he, Joe was He's like 50 years old. He comes out with like two Heinekens in his He's like, I can't help it. I got to shoplift every time. He was wearing a tux and I was like. It's the meat tax. Just trying to get a beer and Johnny just Thank God. He's threw straight. me he, out. He's clean and sober now, that Joe Wah. Staff at a nearby bar later refused him entry three times despite Saturday's bash goers being there for him. I'm back. <laughs> Refused me at me once. I was outside <laughs> Joe's house today. I just yeah, stood there. What? John. I don't know when you even John. go into your club because yes. it's boring. I was outside Joe's house. Sex. Sex is boring. <laughs> Bores me, love. I was outside John's My house. My own today. party. <laughs> 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 Fucking boring. Did you hear that news story about the guy that never pays for garlic and steals it every time he goes to the supermarket? I never heard that (laughs) in my life. That scares me to the bone. My daughter was with me. I'm so ashamed. Mary, you stole garlic today? I've never got busted (laughs) in my life, Tommy. I hope you don't have it with you. It's a God-given right. Is it chopped? <laughs> Keep it in a, I'm allergic. Keep it in a separate bag. I can deal with the powder. <laughs> it doesn't bother It's me. like weed and Rastafarian. It's only when it's in a hole. When you put it in a necklace around your neck. One onlooker. In the neck. Garlic salts. I mean, believe me. I'm, uh, I like to bathe. You're no match for me. I'm killing you in two seconds. <laughs> One onlooker said Once he... If I got a slice from a pizzeria. Clove of garlic ain't going to stop me. One onlooker said the British singer... They had the man flu. Ranted at the door, <laughs> adding, quote, only, only Johnny Rotten could be banned from his own party. Go see Chips and Up on the man flu show in Chicago. <laughs> Real scoops ice cream. Looking at you. But he hey, was, everybody, it's man flu. He was <laughs> barely able to stand. The 61-year-old punk rocker was apparently quarreling with his staff security at the door. Cool. After we had seemed, a quarrel. <laughs> I was, I was crossing rock, cross the stage manager. Earlier, he stunned cinema goers after turning up sloshed at the screening of a new movie in Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. The you dirty fucker. The God Save the Queen star. <laughs> you dirty old man. You dirty old man. You, you dirty, dirty soul. <laughs> was <laughs> <a> fucking rotter. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rotter. 
You dirty son. You dirty, you dirty old man. You dirty oldest man. <laughs> the star was due to attend a Q&A event after the film, but stumbled in halfway through the set of the, the movie. Halfway. And started to talk <laughs> loudly <laughs> over the film. Started to talk loudly over Tommy's hey, news. Get on with it, then. This is what you call Blade Runner. <laughs> The projectionist is very lazy. <laughs> when a woman shushed him, England still think it's like seventeen hundred. Doing your job, no. When a woman shushed him, tomatoes at the movies. When a woman shushed him during the screening, he turned around in the seat. I don't appreciate being shushed. And yelled. I just, I just hit him my John Lydon. Everything has to be. You know why? Everything has to be aloof. <laughs> <laughs> he turned around in his seat and yelled at the woman, quote, do you, uh, don't you tell me what to do, you bloody old hag. No, he didn't. What he said it was, he went, he went, don't you tell me what to do, you bloody old hag. <laughs> More in the stories it develops. Don't you know how I am? I'm the uh, originator of the punk rock and also cheating. I'm in the <laughs> McDonald's commercial. <laughs> John, cut that music. Oh. You, you know, there's nothing I like more than the rich taste of creamery butter. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Doesn't he know that that Irish gold butter tastes like a dream compared to that bullshit? What is that stuff? What is that Irish butter? Kerry Never gold, had it. Man. Oh, Kerry gold? Like Dude, candy pay the, I'm telling you right now, audience, pay the extra dollar. Because <laughs> that shit is magic. Yeah. Fuck them, man. The gold foil. Mara, you ever it's had that beautiful. Stuff? You leave Currency. it on the kitchen what? table all day. Kerry gold you butter? Leave it, you can eat it warm. I feel no, like I like butter substitutes myself. Country uh, crunk. I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. I'm beside myself. This story's out of Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter is Johnny Rotten's uh, second favorite. I, like it on I can't lobe. believe it's not blood. Of course, I always defer to olive oil. <laughs> Look at oh, That's good stuff, dude. Instead of butter. A Wyoming man accused of public intoxication this week allegedly told Shocker. police he traveled from the year 2048 to warn mankind of an impending invasion by extraterrestrials. How was your trip to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> the Dracula music's behind it. I, know, I, gotta <laughs> I gotta figure it out. I was the inspiration for Casper. <laughs> How was your trip to Mars? <laughs> Brian Johnson issued a grave warning to Casper police. Ah! A Monday night after officers were called about the man and his out-of-the-world message, according to reports. Johnson, who police say smelled of alcohol and smoke. Johnson, who police said uh, a man called Axel Rhodes replaced him, could not believe this. Johnson, who escalated They said, you must be from the, uh, uh, Mars, man, because there's no way Axel Rhodes could replace Brian Johnson and people who would like it besides Tommy. Smelled of alcohol and spoke with a slightly spur- slurred speech, according to officers. You smell alcohol. <laughs> slightly slurred speech. Uh, allegedly of course them, we don't call that that locally. <laughs> she was only six. <laughs> blow the bloody doors off. What is this? only supposed to blow the bloody <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Mary? Another drunk with a brogue. What are all your stories about? Who's I'm this? I know. We're, we're, we're totally not in England or in Transylvania anymore. He gets very emotional. Only 16. Um, blow the bloody doors off. The man uh, told... Uh, <laughs> only 16. Oh. <laughs> the apparent... <laughs> don't you know there's the prestige? Must win. The man allegedly told police officers that, quote, aliens were coming so they call Bobby's. next year, and we need to make sure to leave Earth as fast as possible. Quit bumming oh. me fags. I saw this on Fox's new hit regardless. show, The Orville. 
That's what We've this got is. got to leave Earth as fast as possible. According to reports, he didn't specify trip to an exact date or <laughs> time of aliens arriving. He refused to speak with nurses and doctors who instead insisted on in giving them a meeting with the president of the town he was in. Right. <laughs> I, insist, <laughs> I insist on meeting the yeah, president. Right to the oh, town. Well, that's, that's kind of yeah. out of the... Well, no, of the town. All right. <laughs> I do that. This is the best we can do. Bill lives two doors down. Oh, of the town? You're in, buddy. Mm. Johnson informed the officers that he was able to travel through time... Because aliens... Bill wakes up and, what's all this done? And a helicopter. Sorry, no can do. Johnson told police officers that he was able to travel through time. Me. Because Casper. He was, if he, his aliens filled his body with alcohol. He was uh, also claimed that he stood a, on a giant pad which transported him to the year 2017. All the stories I hear, they're you fucking putting Tron, stuff up bro. your ass. Uh, Tron, bro. Johnson, who was allegedly Just found... there getting probed, uh, injected with alcohol in a spaceship. Correct Tron, bro. Exactly. Sandara is like a, a, a fictional six-year-old, sixth-grade suburban bro. girl who's shoving bottles of vodka <laughs> up her asshole. Sandara is at home right now watching like uh, Star Wars Next Generation bloopers. Johnson was uh, allegedly found with a blood alcohol content. Uh, we must do the prime direct. <laughs> ah, fuck. One more yeah, time, uh, George. Shit. One more time. Uh, you, come on, you asshole. Johnson was allegedly found with a blood alcohol content of .936. Oh, was eventually transported to the Casper County Detention Center without further incident. New rule. If, if your blood alcohol content is below one, you're in. Point nine, th- .9 is way lower than one. There's a lot of bread in it. John, like, dude, I'm not John, at one. John, the New York State limit for driving alcohol is point zero eight. Bullshit. He was Bullshit. 12 yeah. times the limit of driving. Ah, yeah, it's test. all 12 times. It's all horseshit. John's on a different topic altogether. You've got to calibrate the machine. It's not you the point, newsman. Why don't they make it? In, when I wake up in the morning. Why don't they make it like Fahrenheit for us to make it easier to understand? Like, you know, like 10. Zero to 100? Yeah, yeah, zero to 100. Base 10. Oh, point. Uh, every day in the New York Why Post. Why they pull every, you over and point, ask you about Zeppelin songs? Zero, zero, eight. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm not a cop. Point zero zero eight is very little. Point nine three six is a lot. John, That's right. Point nine is a lot. This is the problem. This, this is what they do. But it's Wyoming. <laughs> this story is out of New Orleans. <clears throat> the Rock- I'm from Wyoming. Wyoming, I say why not? Why not? I say. Dear Marge, I got your painting. I hung it on me wall. One dog's looking this way. One dog looking that way. It's like, well, Like somebody we know. Act naturally. I'm here about the gutters. We're old, old chimney sweeps. I heard your chimney. We're old chimney sweeps from Wyoming. Where's Sundance? What else in the news, Tommy? Come on, Tommy. This is it. This is your time, man. What? Oh no, he's. I think Tommy's quit the show. Tommy's in a coma. Tommy's gonna punch somebody. Come on, Tommy. What happened? Tommy, what is this? Like a surprise to you that this? It's just out of control. Out of, out of control. control. These people well, are drunker by the time. minute. Oh. Go ahead, Tommy. Everyone else be quiet. The rock band Kiss is in the news again, this time causing <laughs> oh, controversy God. in Louisiana while on stage at a music festival in, in New Orleans this week. You just did the news. I won't riff on it. Yeah. No, riff on it, but just I can't even read it. Hello, New Orleans. Uh, we know that. The made-up rockers performed... Uh, and encore. Made up in, you know. Yeah. Uh, following their set, but not before asking their fans to join them in reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, Hello. <laughs> this is Paul Stanley and Kiss. Recite a Pledge of Allegiance with me. Look easy. I don't know. And, uh, They're from Britain, I would right? I not stand. 
This, as frontman Gene Simmons overdubbed the, the crowd by uttering a few patriotic words. <laughs> Go say the queen. Fans on social media noted their frustration with the band's nationalism, tweeting that the spectacle was, quote, the least rock and roll thing they've ever seen. This doesn't appear to be an isolated incident. And that was before they took a stand. The band made similar statements at past performances, for example, in Sugarland, Texas, where one fan Guys! Oh, yeah. caught uh, the event uh, on video. God bless America, shouts Gene Simmons. Joined by men in uniform holding the flag aloft behind them. America to oh, yeah. you. Simmons was then accompanied on stage by the mayor of Sugarland, who awarded him the key to the small Texas city. Oh, of course. Imagine being on acid. The power three is the military, I, the government, and the mm. entertainment industry. They're it pains me very much to award the city to a Jewish. It is way funnier this way. Tom's to a right. Jewish man. No, Why are you leaving town, but he, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to Sugarland, Texas. Uh, there you I go. can't see his horns. He's good. Classic. Will they give the kiss, key to the city of Gene Simmons and Sugarland last night. Classic Rock's always had a conservative angle, but Kiss is no different. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, oh, man, about uh, that. Nearly, cool. Maybe nearly, Ted Nugent. Well, nearly a year ago, the band spoke out against footballer Colin Kilpatrick. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Colin Kaepernick oh, and his yes. protests of police brutality. I will brutality. say this about Kiss. I don't think that they speak... As a band, I think Gene Simmons is kind of right wing. Uh, reading Paul Stanley's, I don't think he's so into that. I agree with you. I, I'm, you know, I don't know what the man thinks in his head, but I, but here, I, well, here it says that they protest. He just seems to want to cook, cook lasagna and have sex with men. But. <laughs> I just want to get I have a fair idea what's going on in his head. That's old school rock and roll. That's the dictators. How about everybody? That's, that That's guy was as uh, blue as they come. Wait a minute. Time to figure out what's going on in my head. <laughs> Mary, were you, were you here for Ross the Boss? I was. I love Ross the Boss as a, 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 as musician. a, a musician. Do you like but, older uh, women? <laughs> John, was I'm Ross sorry. the Boss... I'm sorry yes. I missed the episode. I was up, upstate. But was Ross the Boss kind of spewing right-wing stuff in here? Or not no, really? uh, no, no, no. I mean, we, we asked him uh, legit. Like, uh, you know, I think Trump's doing a good job. He said yes. We didn't, uh, uh, you know... He said wonderful. I pushed no, him. Man. I told him he was a moron. We talked about... Yeah, Mario did. Because no, he has to jump Mormon. on top. Because you're a moron. Because you don't understand how the things work. So. I know. I know his you type. I grew up in the Regal Park. No, we all, we had a respect for each other's opinions, and we didn't really get into it too much. Yeah, you were trying to drag him out. I was just curious. Anyway, yep. let's move on. Um, at, because the well, they protested uh, Kaepernick and his uh, protest of police brutality by kneeling to the national anthem. You know, if you sorry. And then finally, this story is out of Washington, D.C. Why do we play the national anthem before every fucking sporting event anyway? It's fucking stupid. It's outdated. It's overkill. They play this before every Kansas City football game. It's the connection. It's absolutely fucking pointless. It's the connection between Hail to the Chiefs, indeed. I saw the best Monday night football game ever. There was no spread to be covered. The game was over. I bet the wrong team. Oh, dude, you did that? Uh, They fucking threw it down. And and they, they gave... Gave the Redskins another chance. They threw it back. The Chiefs, the game's Red over. Man. The game's Red over. Man. I lost. The game's over. I lost 50 bucks. I lost 50 bucks. What happened next? They, instead of throwing a Hail Mary, he throws a little short pass. They start lateraling it back and forth. Yeah. They fumble it. My team picks it up. It puts it in the end zone. And we cover the spread. You People won. lost millions of dollars. You won? Oh, wow. I've won three in a row. Thank you. John, the so this is why. Now he has a Mick man. Hiatus, so you could uh, have. Clandestine football bets. That's man. right. What else is that? The news, then? No, one last story out of Washington D.C. Give us that story. A bank teller in D.C. stole tens of thousands of dollars from a homeless customer who earned money as a street vendor, according to the U.S. Attorney District Attorney's Office. Sorry. <laughs> the oh, U.S. Attorney. I have, I have the letter sorry. right here, Tommy. To you? Yeah. 
<laughs> the teller who goes by the name Felon Davis, age 12. Well, you're never going to get anything out of teller. Senator yeah. Felon. Plead guilty. They're ironically named. It's with a P. It's cool. I swear to God, I think Devin Dixon. If you want to see uh, Teller talk, watch the Dice Show. Dice Show is actually pretty fun. I think it was either uh, Trevoid or Devin Dixon emailed me this story because the guy's name is really D- Felon Davis. <laughs> and he's like, you have to read this on the news. Inside Felon Davis. Age 29 pleaded guilty in federal court uh, this week to a charge of interstate transportation of stolen property, which mm, carries a 10 year That doesn't sound sense. good. Nope. Felon you don't want that on your... That sounds federal. <laughs> <laughs> Intent. <laughs> that sounds like the FBI. We're getting what are you making a cake? Felon was working Spike as Cass. a teller at a Wells Fargo branch in an upscale neighborhood of Georgetown. <laughs> this is our teller, Felon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In October Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and give him all your fucking life savings? Go on. When a longtime bank customer tried to <laughs> deposit... A large sum of money... Me bank with you long time. ...from a garbage can into one of his accounts... But uh, the accounts had gone dormant over over the years. Right. As they want to do. Watch, you never heard. Yeah. Tell them I mean, a dormant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep a minimum. Yeah. It's just my money. How convenient for you to misplace yeah. it. Thanks. Over the course of two years, Davis transferred the money into a new account that he set up using an ATM 144 times and withdrew over $185,000. Hello, it's not me. I like to set up a new account. <laughs> you have the, the shittiest Dick Van Dyke London fucking accent. Brian Kane, <laughs> 17. People don't see on the on the on the uh, on the radio show that I'm wearing a glasses and an eyebrows and a mustache. Exactly, mustache. Yeah. Hello, oh, what? I feel like I feel like I rear-ended chitty chitty bang. I'm trying to swap insurance information with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Pull your head out of here. You're fucking Batman. That's terrible. Felon apparently used the money to fund a lavish lifestyle, including taking vacations to Jamaica, Aruba, and Mexico, and putting a down payment on his house and paying off his own debt. The customer, having no access to a computer, was not receiving bank statements and had knew nothing of the scam. Living yeah. up the interest there. I never look at that shit. No, it's paper. I throw it right away. Yeah, who cares? You got to keep a trail. You Aren't you always so amazed when, like, Small town thieves are so short sighted. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like he like he went crazy traveling the world. He went to Aruba, Jamaica, the most convenient places to get to. And he bought himself a Ford F one fifty. I robbed the bank mm. down the block from my house, two mm. miles away. Yeah. And I met back at the farm, nobody was no around. Mm-hmm. Court filings do not say how the homeless person would got so much money. Quote, that's the million dollar question, said Bruce Billmaker, Jr. <laughs> felon counterfeiter. Felon delicious sandwich. attorney. If you uh, go catch me if you can, life. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I'm 16 years old. You get yourself Fuck a filmmaker that's a solid sandwich. Outside of court. And a, according to Unsealed... <laughs> solid Sandwich is my favorite PlayStation 2 game of so Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear 4 is Solid Sandwich. According to Unsealed reports by TRNN... That's... That's the news. Yes. Oh, thank God, Tommy. I didn't think you'd make it. I didn't think so. Bravo, either. sir. Post it under the internet. What's that, Mary? <laughs> Post it under the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it go viral. Man, oh man, do I hate them fans. Uh, Mary was like, how do you make things go viral? That's his question. For Post the day. It if we knew the that, we'd be internet. fucking rich. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know I collect funeral cards, John, and I have a, a Yes, what's, what's, right what's your grandfather's batting average now? Is he, <laughs> do, you have, do you have one made up for this show? 
It's for make up one for this episode. Cosmo Asaro. Ryan, because three twenty three slugging. Ryan put the kibosh on this guy. We're gonna bring it all down and say Arthur Conti. Uh, yes. I'm a herpetologist myself. <laughs> On October 1st of this year. All right. Well known. No, well known racist. No, not but well known a, racist. But he's at Calverton, so he must have served. He did well, serve. Yeah. It's, it's Arthur's death. What the hell's going on? Brian. Someone you knew died? He's pulling mass cards out of his it's fucking <laughs> valise. Brian. This is what he gives a, to the cops when he gets pulled over. My friend just died. Right. Give me a break. <laughs> if you recall, Ryan went on a tear. Against you, you never heard it. Tell I'm in a blur. Of course, I heard it. Tell I spelled avocado. I'm still numb. <laughs> Go ahead, Maris. If you recall, no, he's trying to make a bit of my opinion. Ryan ma- went into Artie a few weeks ago. Yeah. With all this. Yeah. And, Don't take uh, my problems into public like that. Thank Stop you. That. What do you mean? You're the one who said it on the. I air. said it. and I'm done saying it. Ryan just shut you down, man. Nobody knows who Artie. Anyway. All right, listen. Some show. I'll have you say <laughs> I was fought on Metropolitan <laughs> Avenue, and without mentioning you, I'll have you say. I'll have you say. I'm sorry for your loss. Everybody knows him. I mean, everybody in the whole block was yelling out, "Hey, Fud! Hey, Louis!" It was amazing. Well, everybody loves Fud. Yeah, they do. Unlike me, everybody loves Fud. It's funny when he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's a great sitcom. That's I'll why I don't have poker say. anymore. What is it, Hogan? All the best to the poor bastards that live out there. That's a FUD on, on Puerto Rico. All the best to the poor bastards that live out there. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Good, good. Every week you make a game. Yeah. And we never know what the game is. Yeah, that's right. I know all there is to know. I actually don't. That's the problem. We don't know anything there is to know about the Ryan game. Every game Let's guy. light him up. Not this hour. All right. We have uh, Ryan's giving us uh, buzzers, like a la Jeopardy. The new Jeopardy guy is out of his mind. I watched him last Whoa, night. There's he a new Jeopardy guy? Eight in a row. He's got 350 grand. Contesting. I thought you meant they replaced Alex. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Alex Trebek oh, no. They replaced him with this I'm guy. I'm next in line, you know. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, Alex Trebek learned a lot right working that Jeopardy. Like, That's my cash cow. got a good thing. Keep going. I'll take a daily double. Mario, you watch Jeopardy? <laughs> full daily. I, I do full from daily. time to time. Beer. Full, de- full, 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 full. Oh, my God. This is just a cavalcade of uh, bad accent. Is it top uh, No, this dude on Jeopardy is like eight in a row. He's a New York City bartender. And I, I my, my. Oh, I heard about this guy. shitty beard. Well, my, yeah, my, my theory is that. Any New York City bartender could win Jeopardy because they watched the TV 55 version two hours early. <laughs> so watches it, then and then you're like, on the show, Edgar Allan Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, he watches the 5 o'clock. Who is Samuel Gompers? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? How do you know every answer? You gotta, like, you know. What is Boron? This guy's kicking ass. Go what ahead, man. He's a stitch in time. <laughs> Boron. Uh, let's, play, let's play some Jeopardy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like that boron was a comedy grenade. Boron's my middle name. <laughs> We're playing Jeopardy, except instead of getting 100, 200, 500, whatever, you get like $1, oh, $2. Did Mario leave? Yes, I'm gone. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, man. Rest in peace, Artie. It's, it's his dad. Don't worry. It's not the real one. I know, I know. <laughs> Fuck no. that guy. I'm, I feel terrible. Ryan, you reset that? Sure thing. So, so we're going to play Jeopardy. Here's the categories. It's not called Jeopardy. It's, uh, you gotta, it's, it's, oh, uh, yeah. We're going to get sued. Jeopardy. Yeah, that's good. With, With the G. G. <laughs> All right. Tumultuous. You don't want to Ge- get the shinning. Geographical Jeopardy. So here's the categories for tonight. <laughs> Hall of Fame catchers. Oh. Abbreviations. 
Breeves. And I abbreviated it. <laughs> nice. You see what I did there? Nice. <laughs> Got a little dot on the end of it. John's going to spit his beer out. <laughs> uh, State of War. The Breeves. Nice. Yeah. Uh, do you know what that's about? That was a movie with uh, um, no. Sean about, Penn. It was about, about the Irish Denzel mob. Washington was in that. Is that about State of War. Washington. Yeah, Gene Hackman. Harvey Keitel's. Yeah. Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Just starting out. Time. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to the battle. Arthur Conti. And you're going to tell me what state it took place in, all right? He's all studying right. at Juilliard. Uh, a little bit of this everything. I got beauty and <coughs> the beast. Oh, boy. All right. Who's the la- who won last time? I did. You, you did, son right? of a bitch. <laughs> I think. All I'm right, pretty sure did. I won last you time. You go last. All right, keeping score? I, I think beauty I did, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, maybe Pat won. Yeah. What's Beauty know. and the I Beast? I past the rank. Beauty is one and Beast is another. Uh, I'm so busy cutting out songs I'm not allowed to play. I'm so busy. I'm all busy. Mm. You know, right. you can play. Time for the season by the zombies. <laughs> as long as there's a fucking black and white eight millimeter clip of a helicopter. I was in the shit, man. Flying over yeah. rice paddies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat, you go first. Who's your you won last time. You go first. I don't know. You pick one. Uh, uh, I'm going to go uh, State of War for one. For one dollar. Yeah, that's correct. Jeez. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> the uh, Battle of Gettysburg. Virginia. Green. I'm going to say Virginia on that one. Green. I forgot the press. I got it. I'm wrong. John. Uh, Pennsylvania. That's right. Oh, right by Gettysburg. Uh, I forgot you had the press, not yell. <laughs> well, uh, you didn't yell Pennsylvania, so uh, go after yourself. Yeah. What are you talking wrong. about? I thought uh, that's the same Ryan. thing he said at the post office. <laughs> Ryan Gettysburg is obviously Pennsylvania. Ryan, let's go to uh, uh, Hall of Fame catchers for $5. Johnny Mitch. $5. <laughs> <laughs> On June 13th, 2005. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't read this. On June 13th, tw- uh, 2005, the left the left field foul pole at Fenway Park was named in honor of this Hall of Fame. Carlton Fisk. Fisk. Ooh. Called Tron Fisk. Yeah, try not to buzz in, Mario, before the question. Oh, sorry. I, I, Carlton I, knew, Fisk. I thought it was my turn to answer. I'm sorry. sorry. It was my thing. I didn't buzz. But, so. I, I buzzed in. I was ready to answer. How come I was not given an opportunity to answer? Because nobody cares about anything you do, ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> your, sorry, time, Mario your time is gone, and it's my time. Who's Fisk? <laughs> of course. Pushing the foul pole. Come on. Go for, stay fair. Stay fair. John, you, uh, you're up next. <laughs> I'm up next. I hope I'm Nobody not in the that. lottery. Uh, let's go um, a briefs for 100. A briefs for 100. Give Tommy a shot. A briefs. Huh? Stabilizes exchange rates. IMF. Uh, International Monetary Fund. Oh, Mario sorry. I'm going to buzz in. Mario. Fuck. Please, buzz I would think it is International Monetary I Fund. I know. He keeps fucking hitting. Mon. I'm John. International, International Monetary Fund. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. I gave you the fucking answer, you stupid greaseball. No, ball. I fuck out of here. Kick your ass. I swear to God, come over there and punch you right in the head. Let's fuck do it right now. Are you, on the air. Oh, you know what the International Monetary Fund is. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> Lying piece of shit. I also knew that. You know, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you did not buzz in. Disband the IMF. Right. Oh, you, you know what that is. You don't know. You, you can't spell Hillary Clinton. We're not allowed to you buzz didn't in vote. before the questions asked answered. Well, he's the thing is Mario is. I buzzed in, in after he got it wrong. He said monetary fund. 
Yeah, it's we, not the monsters. That's it's monetary. I speak. He's you gave. I gave you the answer. Even ask a question. Oh, suck it. The question, dick. Did you buzz in, sir? Yes. No, he did not. I buzzed in after you got it wrong. My blue light was lit. You got it wrong. You got it wrong, stupid. All right. If that uh, makes who you got happy, the Hall of Fame category? You are the greatest. You try to steal my, my you fucking are answer. You so right. And you still get it wrong. And then you claim victory. You're, right, you're moving fuck on. you. I will gladly give you the point. Oh, you're going to give good. me the point in my own house? How about I give you the fucking point of my pinching of your eye? I'm sure everybody's <laughs> loving this. I swear this. to God. I'm, really I'm sure everybody's loving this little really exchange you're having with me right now. You're not allowed to steal my answer. You have no idea what the international... Let's move day. All, the my, game. all my writing will be published, and Mario, you will marvel. You at can't fool me, you fucking fucking lobbying prick. I'm getting ready to throw you out physically. Yeah, we you don't have to. Out of here. All right. Good night, Jim. Thank you. No, stop it. You're wrong. You got the wrong answer. You stole my answer. I, I don't care if it's fine. I know it's fine. I'm going to give blood. Goodbye. The What's the next step? <laughs> stop, Mario. Stop. Stay. Hang out. He stole my answer. He goes, oh. Okay. God. Let's move on with the game. What game is this? Uh, fight everybody? Yes. State of war for one. Two. Two. Ah, two. The Battle of Stones River, also known as the Battle of Murfreesboro. 1862. Uh, what is Tennessee? Buzz in, buzz in. What is Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're the best. <laughs> go ahead, That's the worst. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, State of War for 300. The Battle of White Plains. What is New York? That's right. On the table. You're the best. Hey, boo. Nobody cares. You're wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. What's uh, what, uh, you stole my answer, and you're bullshit. State of War for four, Fuck you. Ryan. The Battle of care what you do. Chancellorsville. Kiss my ass. Are Chancellorsville? What, no, fuck him. He's going to walk out like a baby now and go, oh, I'm leaving. Everyone's going to care. I didn't give a fuck. You're wrong. You stole my answer. You turned around and go. The War of Chancellorsville. Give me I tell you really. You want to fight? We'll fight. No, I don't want to fight. Should but we go you know, to break? I'm a pacifist, but I will have to defend myself. All right, quickly. We need to. They're getting annoyed. Let me just ask you one question. Did you have any idea what inter, uh, International Monetary Fund was? Yes, but I call it monetary. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I have one question. You know where Chancellorsville is? <laughs> You're older than me. Sorry, everybody. Nobody knows where the Battle of Chancellorsville happened. Fuck you, Tommy, too. You fucking think I'm mean to Mario. Fuck you. I see you. I, 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 I feel you stare on me, Tommy. Stop. I just want a balanced radio show. That's I, don't, I don't. I don't care. This is what the radio show is. I give a fuck about sitting here going, blah, blah, blah. It's a radio. I give a fuck. I give okay. a fuck. <laughs> give a flying fuck. Don't Let's care. Be, we have difference of opinions then. Yeah, we do. That's why, you know, you're a corporate dude who makes t-shirts, and I fucking do a radio show I'm where I get drunk dude. with a bunch of retards, and that's it. I'm a corporate dude. And the day we stop getting drunk and being stupid is just going to suck. So I give a fuck. Well, you can do it with a sense of professionalism. No. no. Don't have it. Why? Why? <laughs> why not? What, what do you mean, why? That's why you do a show, right? You're doing it for... For a professionalism? For a, with a sense of professionalism. Ryan left, too. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong if everyone's leaving. I'm just what do you mean a sense of professionalism? I'm saying you can have a funny radio show. Why? Can you? I don't know. That's how okay, a show becomes back? successful. Okay, are we back? I'm ready. Really? Have you listened, to, have you listened to the radio shows where people have... Are you familiar with the show you're on? I'm not looking where to do an NPR show, dude. Oh, have this you is better than when I burnt the time garage out. down. Have you listened to radio shows where professionalism is job one and you think they're good? 
Yeah, I mean, that's how they're the most successful radio but shows you, in the world. You like Guns N' Roses. You don't know what's good. <laughs> what happened to that, John? Why are people not playing Tommy. Jeopardy? It's how the radio show is in a bar, yeah. live from the bar. Yeah. So the, if we start going, we're 10 10 wins, we're Mike and Mike. I never said that. I never said that. Well, that's, that's what direction. You're being really extreme it. with my words. Uh, no, I, I don't mean to put that, those words in your mouth, but that that's a direction I have no fucking interest in going neither in. Neither do I. I like what it is. I just think it can be a little tightened up. Of course, it always can. What that's happened all? to the game? Give a fuck. I don't know. Ryan walked out now. I, I dedicated hey, way too many hours in my life to listening. This is the best <laughs> radio we've had in years. How did you come back? <laughs> Listen, this is oh, what kiss my ass. We're you don't want the radio show. You're not doing from your. There's own always house. an obnoxious yeah. drunk yeah. that tries to fight somebody, and and it happens. It's a hey, beautiful you, thing. You have to live here. I have to get here. All right, let's <laughs> move on with the game. There's no host. It takes me uh, 90 I will take over. Ryan walked out with his answers. I'm in three boroughs on a Friday. You Three Burrows is my favorite new local <laughs> brewery. If you play the, the he's my favorite heroin addicted poet. Yeah, make a great lager. Three Burrows. If you play the Jeopardy uh, qu- final question theme song, hey, man, you gotta play the Three Burrows, please. Mm. Oh, I didn't know you carried the Three Burrows. <laughs> I couldn't get in the Three Burrows. Ah, I usually have a hard time finding ah, it. I see you passed the test. Uh-huh, That'll be seventeen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's the isolationist beer. I'm sorry. I'm the big dick. I know. All right. I'm the asshole. Oh, you want to drink alone? Jerk oh, yeah. Yeah, it's me. It's me. It's me, right? No, I, I'm it a is big me. fucking jerk. Listen, I'm an angry guy. I'm moody as fuck. <laughs> I'm up and down. I get it. I'm sorry, everybody. We all are. I hope to die soon and, and stop. Uh, the the, yeah. I want death sweet embrace. Not by my own hand, you know. It's a struggle with genius, Ryan John. Like. What'd you guys do to Ryan? I have short-term memory loss, Ryan. Did, uh, now Ryan's going to be mad at me tomorrow that he didn't do the game. He's leaving. I'm not mad at you, Ryan, come back to the game, come please. Come back. Be mad at me. Let's go. I can't. Let it go. He's got to split. It's, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. There's 20 minutes left, in, 25 minutes left in the show. Yeah, yeah. I'll be quiet. I swear to God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had a couple cocktails. We've all, we're all sorry, back. Dan. And I hate Mario. Sorry, Dan. My hate for myself right now is rising. <laughs> I don't need any help. Ryan, I'm sorry, man. I don't want to be... I'm going to be quiet. Keep my mouth shut. The Ryan game. All right, Jeopardy. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, everyone. I'm in a nervous breakdown live on the air. Radio gold. Where we left off, I was in a state of war. I'm with Paul Lind in the grottos. For four... You mentioned the name of a town I've never even heard of in my entire life. Muppetsboro. Muppetsboro? I, I got to go. That was Murfreesboro earlier. Look, I just want to announce. You could do it, Ryan. No, I, I listen. I just I feel really embarrassed now. And, uh, About what? This was better than when I burnt the garage down. This is all part of this <laughs> perfect plan I had. I needed something to kill some time, so I fought with John. Let's man, go. Man, that insurance We're in a bar. Is, no, I'm sorry, guys. I got to go. Play with us. Play with us, Ryan. Ryan, I, I'm thing. not quitting or anything like that. I just got to I thought I was I leaving. For leaving. No, it's all good. Yeah. We'll reset next time. Are, are the answers underneath like a little flag thing or something? <laughs> there he goes. There he goes, Ryan. He can't take it anymore. I don't blame him. One yeah. bit. Uh, myself. There's only one person here to blame. <laughs> See, this, this, <laughs> this, this is why I took a month off. Hey, you had a holiday, dude. Uh, I need a hiatus from my hiatus. I've certainly uh, 
fucked up this entire So uh, many guests. I might have uh, lost. So many drummers to ask about whether they use track grip or not. I'm not sure if there's a friendship I haven't fucked up this evening. I think uh, you're fine. Hey, thanks, Pat. <laughs> We're cool. It yeah. matters. The drumming community is quite yeah, fun. I took you. that month off. Everything's great. What, am I over the line? I, no, you know, you're fine. I am over the line, but, you know. You are. I mean, no. Do you feel that you're out of control? Sure you're great. No. Line. I feel that I'm protective of my own show, and I don't want people to say what it is when it's not that. I'm not going. Does that make sense? I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to rehash what led to this because it's over in my mind. Tommy, you're absolutely right. The show should have a a program, and and it usually does, right? It does. It usually does. What are we doing though? Are we we sitting in an office building doing a show? No, 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 of course. Are we sitting at the the library? We're sitting at a book. No, and the beauty, that's the best part about the show. Is the beauty it? of short-term you, memory loss is that uh, but it's how I those people act at that bar. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the premise is great. Done a the, long time. It, it, I think so too. And the entire chat box is also leaving. They're like, I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go grab a drink. No one wants anything to do with it. We'll just delete this episode. This wow, man. No really? Ryan really oh, I ain't deleting Radio shit. Gold. This is titled now that we're here, Mario, I want to have sex with your mother. Oh. This show will be titled The Night Ryan Left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he said he wasn't quitting when he left. No, I wasn't no, expecting he's that. He's... Listen, man, I feel like, Tommy, you could have walked out during the news, too. I almost did. Crazy. I almost oh. did. Yeah, you almost did. Everybody almost How did. surprising it is that you That's showed it. up to do the news in a game with a bunch of drunks and uh, <laughs> no one paid attention. Wow. <laughs> Fucking shock. <laughs> All right. So strike me coming? down with a lightning bolt. Nobody saw that coming. I was going to leave, but then I had to come back into that open my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I will say this that um Ryan, more so Mario and a little bit of me, don't usually talk too much throughout the show. So when we have a little bit of spotlight later in the show. It's tough to get like kind of talked over and beaten down when we have just a little bit of right. time to shine. That's the tough part for me. I guess. How about, you, how about you guys shine by sending me research emails and fucking knowing who the guests are instead of, like, um, uh, insulting the people who got two guests who because you don't know who they are? I don't think anyone oh, was insulting. Who the fuck Wait are these guests and all that shit? I think these Nobody discussions should be tabled for a, a post-production questions. Twice Let's you go ask on to cursing each other out. You, twice you asked questions that were insulting to the people who got the guests because you personally don't know who they are. You talking about me? Yeah. I don't oh, think those on. are insulting questions at all. Were, they certainly weren't meant to. Ten times, Tommy. You're like, oh, who are the man. guests? I'm like, just scroll down. And you don't have the energy yeah, to do that. But you have the energy oh, to I fucking repost, you know, some <laughs> nonsense. Hey, or hey. It, we all you have to do place. is like, look at the fucking page. Yeah, it, when I looked at it, it doesn't interest <laughs> no, That's not the reason I could Who are these it. people? You have Google. Shh. You're, in, you're t- intentionally insulting the people who got the No, not at all. I disagree with that. I hey, just want to know what the I story need was. you no, both to listen like, to me. Stop. Who the fuck are Stop. they? Stop. John Hulan, do you hear no. me? Yeah. Tommy. We're on the air, and these things are not to be discussed. Now, right now, we're supposed to be busting each other and having no, a good No, they ought to be discussed. Oh, really? really? That's right. Now's a good time. You're what do you want to do, behind closed doors? I want to hang out with you no, after this? No, no. You've admitted that your state of uh, cocktail drinking has been high, and now's not a good time to make these dis- comments or decisions. I agree, Mario. And... All of us should just. I'm the one who got slighted, and I don't fucking care. How'd you That's get slighted? The best damn show ever. It is monetary or monetary. It's my answer. Uh, no, it's, I gave you the answer, and you whatever. I I buzzed in, sir. You're not allowed to steal my answer, blue. buzz in, and say the wrong thing, and then you. I buzzed in before no, you, no. and it was my <laughs> answer. 
Do we want to fight again? Because I'll I'll go back up to ballistic right now. Let's do that. John, there's a fine line between stating what you need to and being combative. That's my point. What's the line? I don't know. You seem to tout it back and forth. Do you want me to not say what I think? How you about say what you want, but I mean, it doesn't mean you're always right, and I don't agree sure, with what you I don't say it doesn't mean I'm always right. I'm just saying, like, I'm being... take this last somewhere Because else. people start ganging up on me with the oh. horse shit, and I know how, what the show's supposed to be, and Mario's shtick and all the other bullshit is not... And, and they go, oh, let's have this thing off the air. That's the ex- exact problem you guys have. We should have this thing on the air. Everything should be on the fucking air. Okay. Oh! Save it for the show. Everything. No, I don't think so. Except for like uh, anything that will hurt my children. I don't think you want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Why? Because you're a big mouth motherfucker. I know not to say anything to you anymore. Right. On the fucking cruise ship, when I told you I won, next thing you know, I have your wife coming up to me going, I heard you won a million dollars. I'm like, shit. Well, that's gone. A million? You big mouth motherfucker. You're really treating me with I love you. respect that I deserve. Right. It's you're, my fault. Listen. You're a big man. I told you're a big man. Wife, when I look into those frying you're a gossip. Eyes, you're a gossip. I can't keep anything from her. You're a gossip. You all live in never never never. Yeah, whatever, whatever. You're a gossip. You can't help yourself. Can no, can you admit that you're a gossip? I like to dwell in what transpires around me. And if people say things, I think they should own up to it. Gotta do the moomadina
Traveling Willberries, guys. Everybody get together. Mario and Pat are having a monkey knife fight. You can have a monkey knife fight in my garage. Tomorrow will bring maybe a diamond ring. Well, it's all right. Even if they say you're wrong, well, it's all 
Listen, have a, have a good trip, Susie. Bye-bye. Think about me, all right? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, do I hate them fancy lads. Dance on tap! Dance on tap! 